You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling well. I feel like it's been a while since we've spoken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully the response to uh, part one of the 100 Greatest Quarterbacks three-part uh, spectacular was uh, hopefully was well-received. And if not, too bad. We got two more of these to go. I love how you think we only have two more to go. Why? You think there's three more to go? I don't know. Uh, this might it might take eight more once we get. But to the, the thing top is, we, we did. Arguing. We didn't just start from hundred. Remember, we started from hundred twelve, and we gave everyone. Yeah, but there's there's really nothing to say about Neil O'Donnell and Steve Bartkowski. I mean, we know? found stuff to say about them. So that yeah, but there's be... a lot. There's a lot more to say about you know Dan Marino and John. Elway, I agree, but on the other side, Peyton it's like Manning no one's going to argue that like Elway's bad. So like the difference between like the guy who's fifth and the guy who's ninth, it's a little bit semantics. Yeah. Although obviously the difference between like seventy one and eighty six is kind of semantics too. Yeah. All right. So uh, last uh, last time we ended with your 67th best quarterback of mm-hmm. all time, right? Yes. Are Jim you ready Hart. to tell us? Yes. Uh, Jim Hart. Are you ready to t- uh, Jim Hart, of course, who I uh, have at 59. So I think that you uh, grievously underrate him by yeah. eight whole spots. <laughs> Big fight. Big f- we're not even on speaking terms yeah. right now. Yeah. Barely after, after that one. Uh, so tell us who your 66th best quarterback of all time so is. So 66, I have Bernie Kosar. Played from 85 to 96, 124 touchdowns, 87 interceptions, which shows you he did not play as much as maybe it would have been anticipated uh, him coming out of Miami. Um, Kosar probably, what's he most known for as a pro? I'm not sure. He threw, he has the... He has the passing record. I don't think anyone broke it this year uh, for a, a passing yards in a playoff game. Forty nine. I don't think did like. I, it wouldn't shock me if like Aaron Rodgers broke that since I wrote that, but I don't think he did. So four hundred eighty nine yards passing in a double overtime win against the Jets in nineteen eighty seven. All right, this is one of your worst rankings. Bernie Kosar is not a top one hundred quarterback of all time. Wow, in, insanely overrated by so you. Is this the second? Is this if you're keeping score at home? Is this the second? Um. The second guy I have that you don't because we have five five major differences. Well, you have no, you have a bunch of guys I don't actually. I think you have you had Babe Perilli, Steve Bartkowski, Bernie Kosar, Neil O'Donnell, uh, Jack Kemp, uh, Mark Bulger. So you had a few. Okay, uh, so uh, you had Jeff George, you had Steve Berline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you had so the case the, the case for Bernie comes in not so great as a rookie. Second year, uh, one of the best years of his career. Puts a 12-4 record, 17-10, to 10, touchdowns to INTs, uh, throws for almost 4,000 yards. Next year, also 8-4, 22-9, 
over 3,000 yards, uh, eight That's yards his per best attempt. Season. That's Second his best, best quarterback year. in the league that But he's year. really, you know, I, he gets hurt a little bit, but like 88, well, 88, um, he... 88's uh, not great. Not great, but then then 89 is fine. Uh, yeah. The, the, he collapses in 1990. 90 is very bad. But then he bounces back in 1991. And his career basically is over, but very yeah. similar to a lot of the guys we've discussed so far. You know, uh, 108 games, 53, 54, and 1. Uh, the reason why I have Bernie over a lot of those guys in the 70s who were also career 500 QBs is because he has a legitimate um, postseason record. Okay. Uh, yeah. Played in parts of 10 games, but really started seven games. Some uh, epic collapses. They had some epic collapses, but again, he brought the Browns to the playoffs. Nobody's done it uh, since, or I mean, I don't want to say before, but for many years before. Uh, played well in playoff games, won playoff games in three different seasons. Not a lot of guys. He won so three playoff with. games. Whoop to do. Yeah, but in three different years. Like, the point is, he was like a guy who would get you to the second round of the playoffs. That's who we should be putting in the mid 60s and mid 70s. Okay, you know who is literally the exact same player as Bernie Kosar? Who? And it's it's uncanny how similar they are. Are you going to say Jake Plummer? Way. No, I'm going to say Tommy Kramer, who you did not have in your top 100. Well, Kramer had, a, I think, hold on, Kozar hold on, was hold better. on, hold on. Let me yeah. let me give yep. you their numbers. Yep. Their regular season and postseason, they each had 56 wins. They each had 58 losses. Exactly mm-hmm. identical. Exactly. Yeah. Kramer yeah. had two playoff wins. Uh, uh, Kosar had three playoff wins, but Kramer had one more regular season win. So they have literally the exact same record as a starting quarterback. They both were a quarterback, a starting quarterback for only seven seasons. They both had two chess bowls in those seasons. Uh, the Tommy Kramer's best was 86, his last year as a starter when he was the second best quarterback in the league. And Kosher's best was 87 the next year when he was the second best quarterback in the league. Uh, they both, as I said, they were starters for seven years and then were they were basically injured and backups for another four or five years after that. Uh, they both exactly in those seven years have exactly 114 season rank points. Uh, they both in those seven years averaged 12.7 is their annual rankings so they're literally the exact same player yeah uh, i mean Bert, you, so i have him 66 he's 70th all time in in pa- in completions 84th in passing yards 50th in passer rating like these are all pretty much around where a guy would be 66 50, only 40 54 guys have been sacked more than him which kind of leads you to believe he played for unless he held the ball forever he played for all bad offensive lines um you know to me Maybe uh, his career could have been longer, but I, I think he's better than a lot of the guys we've been discussing. Yeah, his 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 approximate value, which of course is Pro Football Preferences version of WAR for football, is lower than uh, lower than Kramer's. Uh, his 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 rating plus is 108, which means he was a little bit above average. He was eight percent above average, but you know that's that's in line with most of the guys that we discussed in the 90s and and a few guys in the 80s. So I don't understand why you have Bernie Kosar rated so highly. I really don't. Guess I'm just a big Bernie bro. I think uh, yeah. number 65. Trent By the way, I have him at 103, just for the record. Okay. So that's one of our bigger disagreements so far. Trent Green, really one of the more boring starting quarterbacks of our life. And we talked about how uh, maybe he would have been, you know, the, yeah. a Super Bowl winner had he stayed healthy for the Rams that season. Certainly yeah. possible. Um, 162 TDs. It's certainly possible that a player <laughs> who never won a postseason game as a quarterback I mean, listen, won a Super Bowl. Kurt Warner never played a, a regular season game before that year, and he won the Super Bowl. 162 to 114. He played from 97 to 08. Um, not a lot of interesting stuff to say about Trent Green. Let me give you the Big Ten quarterback trivia challenge, okay? Okay. All right. The best. I, these are hard, so don't feel bad if you don't get most of these. But I know yeah, you're the a Big, Big Ten, Ten guy. Produces linemen more and running backs, not yes, quarterbacks. and li- and linebackers uh, from certain schools. Yeah. Um, the the but you are from a Big Ten state, and then you went to another Big Ten school, so you should know this. Uh, Illinois' best quarterback. Illinois. I have no idea. 
Jeff George. Indiana's. Oh, oh. Uh, Indiana, Antoine Randall L. No, this guy, Trent Green, the guy we're talking about. Oh, okay. Iowa. Ooh. It's hard. Kirk, I don't know. Chuck Long. Oh. University yes. of Maryland. Some of these schools do not belong in the Big Ten. Maryland's not a Big Ten school, so please. I know, I know. But I had to move. If what was annoying is I had to the move these from the 08 list to those 17 Yeah, from the ACC list, or whatever. All over. Yeah. The, the Big East died. Uh, yeah. Maryland is Boomer. You should know that. Okay. Boomer Sison. Michigan. I guess Brady. Michigan State. Ooh. Um, is it Kirk Cousins? Uh, Earl Marl. But maybe one day it could be Kirk Cousins. Okay. Um, Minnesota. Now, this is hard. Minnesota. I mean, it's impossible. Uh, it's not even hard. You'd have to be okay. related to this guy to know. <laughs> All right. Your home state has not sent many QBs to the pros. Mike Hohenzi played two games as a replacement oh, of course. QB for the Bears Mike in 1987. Everyone knows about Mike Everyone Hohenzi. knows. Yeah. Now, Nebraska, rich storied football history, but do they have a rich QB history? Tommy yeah, Frazier never They're not a Big Ten either, so I don't know. Well, they are officially. Tim Couch. Uh, Vince I mean, Farag- Tim Crouch. I meant Eric Crouch. <laughs> Eric Crouch. He played safety. Uh, Vince yeah. Ferragamo. 76 oh, career okay. TDs. Yeah. All right. Okay. Northwestern. Ooh, um, there's definitely been quarterbacks from Northwestern. Yep. Uh, I can't. I think. I can't think of any though. Otto Graham. Oh yeah, he's he's pretty good. Ohio State. Um, I mean, they've been producing a lot of them lately. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think historically. Do they have anybody really good? I don't know. Tell me who. I'm doing bad. Mike Tomzak. Oh, that's I'm trying the best to think. Did, has Ohio has State had? But like, because remember, these lists were originally made, but I did go over them. But it is possible I missed one guy. Yeah. Purdue, I'll accept two names for Purdue. They have, they have. There's uh, one name. It's Drew Brees. Yeah, no I would have accepted Len, Len Dawson, like just because that was the name in, in the old okay. '08 list. But obviously, Brees has surpassed him. Uh, right. Rutgers. <laughs> That's not a Big Ten school. Ray Rice. <laughs> I, have, I couldn't even tell you a quarterback. Mike McMahon played, and Wisconsin. Oh. They have a Hall of Famer and they have an active player who are both very good. So Russell Wilson's obviously the active player. Right. The yeah, Hall no, of Famer very hard, for Wisconsin? Very I don't know. Hard. Who is it? Arnie Herber. Oh. 82 TDs. <laughs> he, yeah, he played in like the 1920s and 30s. All right. Okay, so the Big Ten not up producing quarterbacks at the same rate as some of the other schools. All right, now if we were making a bracket of greatest quarterbacks, I guess it would start here because we got number 64, Mark Brunel. Wait, played. so remind me, 65, you have Trent Green? Trent Green. Where, is you, where do you have Trent Green? Um, I have Trent Green at 76. Okay. But 65 is exactly where he appears on the season rank chart. Trent Green's problem is, again, he barely played. He was only a starting quarterback for a total of six seasons. Yeah, but it was a, he was a, it was like a high activity backup. From 02 to 05, he was very good. I have him at number three overall in both 02 and 03. So he has three Chester Bowls in six seasons, so that's pretty good. Oh, he must be proud. Yeah. I'm sure he is. Um, okay, Mark All Brunel right. at 64. Uh only QB on this list that had to tell Mark Sanchez he wasn't allowed to talk to his daughter. Uh, played from 93 to 2011. Uh, greatest QB in Jaguars history. 184 touchdowns. 108 INTs. 84 quarterback rating. Drafted in the fifth round of the 1993 draft. Yeah, so Brunel has a, has a pretty long career. And a long career as other than 97 when I have him number three. He was mostly between 8 and 14 for most of his career. So uh, an above-average quarterback for a long time. So I have him at 55. But the season rank uh, has him all the way up at number 21. 
So they really wow. like him. They have him ahead of a bunch of Hall of Famers. And again, that's what happens if you if you're a starter for you know over a yeah, decade. Played nine seasons, but era. also played you know uh, half no, played, the season. A played like more sixteen, times. seventeen. I'm seasons. saying nine nine like starter full seasons. I have a, wait. I have full. I have eleven full seasons. Yeah, nine full. I will if you count nine games. Then he played ninety five through yeah. 02, and then oh yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. nine nine times where he played the whole season, and yeah. two twice where he played. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Again, similar to what we were talking about Bernie, like has a lot of playoff success. One made the playoffs. Um, as a starter, combined seven different times, but two of them are as a backup. Five, five times, one playoff games in four of those five seasons. So he has a 500 record in the playoffs, which is always um, respectable. Yeah, five uh, playoffs. Didn't play well in the playoffs. Very good. Didn't play that well in the playoffs. Uh, I was at um, one of his in losses. My, yeah. The uh, only playoff game I've ever been to in, uh, you know, my family's uh, 30 years almost of, well, my family's. Uh, my my grandfather bought the Jets tickets in '65, so we're, he's working on. I think I've only been to one playoff game, also fifty-two years or fifty-three years of of playoff games. But in my possible almost thirty years of going to playoff games, uh, I've only been, they've only hosted two. I've only been to one of them. The other one was I was I was abroad. Uh, Ninety-eight, they beat the Jaguars thirty-four twenty-four. Keyshawn Johnson receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, recovered a fumble and intercepted a pass, a hail mary. Uh, wow, maybe That's the only guy ever to do that. Yeah, since like the um, 30s. There's been 31 quarterbacks to start uh, 10 playoff games. Mm-hmm. Of those 31, I have Mark Brunel ranked 28th, so quite bad in the playoffs. Yeah, not good in the playoffs, but he got there and he did win some yeah. games. You know, they had a very underrated team. Fred Taylor was an excellent player. Jimmy yeah. uh, Jimmy uh, Smith was an excellent. Yeah, those receiver. guys are both like almost but, borderline Hall of Famer. Baselli was their left tackle was a Hall of Famer, although he had a very yeah. short career. Sh- should not be too short. Career. Okay, but he was he was he was an All of Fame caliber like, player like every time Charles he was Davis. out there. Yeah. Um, but a little bit, a little bit more of a solid career. Um, and they had, and they had a pretty good defense with with good linebackers. Um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's Mark Brunel for you. I'm surprised he's yeah. not. I, he's he's gets my vote as like most likely to be a coach. But again, he may have made so much money that maybe he doesn't need to be a coach. I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, I think he does. I think he had a really bad one of these like shady financial advisors lost all his money. So I think Brunel is like desperate. So maybe he might not even be able to afford to be a coach. I think he's got to make like millions of dollars. All right, who's 63? Uh, 63, very, a Mark Brunelli player, maybe the Mark Brunel of the 80s, and that's Dave Craig. See, to me, Dave Craig sort of falls in the same category as Steve DeBerg, in that he was an old guy who played for the Chiefs. That's how I see him, anyhow. Well, he played for the Seahawks a lot, also. Yeah, yeah, he played, yes. Uh, but, um, long he, career, so a little bit of a compiler, but really, like, a little bit underrated, put up stats, was never a top five guy, but was never, like, a you know, a bottom ten guy. Played from 80 to 98, 261, 199 interceptions. Uh, my favorite Dave Craig memory, really when I started following football, uh, the late Derek Thomas had seven sacks in a game. Of Dave Craig. Of uh, uh, All of Dave Craig. Who, you know what Dave Craig was uh, most famous for, by the way? What? Uh, he's like the number one fumbler of all time. He was like Bobby Fumbles. All he did he was He has fumbles. more than Warren Moon? I think he's like second all time, but didn't play. I remember the Vikings were playing a Monday night game, uh, Warren Moon against somebody in about ninety three or ninety four, and whoever they were playing, that player and Warren Moon were one and two all time in fumbles. And a guy in the stands had like a fumble tracker, and every time one of the quarterbacks (laughs) fumbled, he like updated it. I remember they kept cutting to him. Couldn't have been that many times. Um, Yeah. Uh, By the way, Dave Craig, you said never a top five guy. I'm going to say the opposite. Dave Craig was a top five guy nine seasons apart from each other. In 1986, I have mm-hmm. him fifth, 
and in 1994, I have him fourth. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's couple, very impressive. That actually. is very impressive. Uh, Favre and yeah. Moon were the two top fumblers. Oh, Kerry Collins was up there, in, depending on when you're watching, too. But Craig is third all time. Uh, he in had fumbles? a season. Yeah, so then it must have been Moon against Craig. Then. Moon, it it could have been Moon, Craig. Could Favre could have been involved. Well, this uh, was in 94, so Favre was not up there yet. Uh, Favre was playing for the Packers. Yeah, but he'd been playing for three years. He wasn't. Uh, oh, yeah, he wouldn't fumble. have been. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, f- he had an 18 fumble season and a 16 fumble season. So truly an incredible. He, he is second all time and fumbles are covered. But I don't think that's that's really a great uh, stat for you. Um, so anyway, so yeah. One of my frustrations, by the way, when I make my charts is that fumbles lost is not a stat that's available prior to the mid 90s. Really? For some reason, it's not available anywhere prior to about 95 or some so. Some nerd should go back and track every NFL player for like 10,000 different things. Yeah, so what I've basically done for the pre- NFL should just get college kids to do this for like no credit. Yeah, so for the first 70 years of NFL history, basically what I do is I just I just assume that 50% of fumbles are lost because that's more or less, you know, mm-hmm. as Bill Barlow I also like that out. Favre only recovered 42, which means he was like really lazy at actually getting his own back because Moon and Craig are yeah. one, two, but Boomer is... Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, so Craig's been sacked nine times, seven of them... By uh, by Derek Thomas, They're, the Chiefs are leading the Seahawks sixteen to ten. Uh, so the Seahawks have the ball at the KC twenty five, and they have time for like one more play. Thomas blitzes, gets right through, wraps up Craig. Craig f- uh, fights him off for this would have been Thomas's eighth sack of the game. Fights him off, fires a pass, finds Paul Scanzi in the end zone for a touchdown. The Seahawks win seventeen sixteen with no time left. So Thomas, That's how that game ended. Yeah, Thomas gets wow. has seven no sacks. Of that. Well, it was nineteen ninety. You were you were listen, you were a latecomer. Um Thomas gets seven sacks and loses the game, seventeen sixteen. Well, uh, his offense didn't do enough. Yeah, so least. maybe Craig had a bad offensive line and maybe he's slightly underrated historically. Who knows? Yeah. Uh number sixty two, maybe 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 the Dave Craig of the two thousand. And by the way, Craig, I like Craig more than you. I have him up at forty five. Uh huh. Well and he's a compiler. Has you, him love up at the, you love the compilers. No, but again, he nine years apart, he was a Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, that is bowler. impressive. I mean, he stuck. Yeah. He sucked for the seven, eight years between. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, we got a Super Bowl winner at number sixty-two, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson? Kind oh, of nice. a, sh- yes. a shorter career than people might think. It seemed like he was around forever, but he wasn't always starting. Uh, was around from ninety-two to two thousand eight. One hundred sixty-six touchdowns, one twenty-two INTs. Uh, Grace, so interesting Grace because he was he was fighting with like Sean Salisbury and Wade Wilson for snaps early in his career with the Vikings. Yeah, and then 15 years later, he was still fighting for snaps with the Vikings with like Brooks Bollinger. Yeah, so he was always like the type of guy like we know like if Brad Johnson's our quarterback, we're doing okay. But you could almost always like oh we could do better. Like if there's a rookie yeah. out there, but well he was he Chad Pennington esque. He does have like the great season. Which season? Well, I think they, the the year they win the Super Bowl, he's really he's really good. Oh, oh, okay. So ninety eight, of course, the Vikings fifteen and one epic season. He was really good for the first two games. When of course he gets injured, and Randall McDaniel replaces him. Randall Cunningham. Uh, Randall McDaniel probably, was there. Was the team's left guard. Yes, exactly. Randall uh, Randall Cunningham. Yeah. So then the next year he goes to Washington, as you uh, as you, excuse me, to Tampa Bay, as you said. He no, he went really to Washington. Good. Then you're right. He go. He was Washington. Yeah, then Tampa yeah. He Bay. ended up in Washington. And it was great. I in have Washington. Him, I have him with year. three top five seasons, three chess bowls for three different teams, which is yeah. interesting. Minnesota, Washington, Tampa is one each for all of them. Yeah. But uh, oh, so overall, I have him at fifty-eight. Yeah. So we're right. At, we're, we're right near each other. Yeah. He had a bunch of years. Was very up and down. Like he'd randomly throw in his second year for the Redskins. They got rid of him afterwards. He was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, very accurate. Uh, Sixty-one point seven completion percentage, which was well, pretty... I, I said he's Pennington light. Oh, Pennington light. He was a little bigger. 
Um, yeah. You know, postseason he success wants to really. Touchdown pass to himself. Did he really? Yeah, it was it was against the Carolina Panthers. I think I actually mentioned this on the podcast. It was the Vikings' first and only blackout in like 15 years. Oh yeah, I see. He actually so, had two career catches. No, yeah. So the game he, wasn't he on had TV. Two targets. So, I don't know how he targeted I, himself, but didn't catch it. That's weird. Yeah, he was. Well, sometimes you know when they just. Oh yeah, I guess it down. was a flea figure. He didn't have yeah. to target himself. Someone else could have targeted him. Yeah. So yeah, so he threw a touchdown pass to himself. I was listening on the radio and, and playing basketball in my backyard as as he did so, from the three yard line against Carolina, and they won the game. All right, who's next? Parents should have got DirecTV. All right, 61, Vinny Testaverde. Uh, oh, my, wow. One of my proofs for like how little fo- football history football has compared to the other sports. Uh, Testaverde's 11th all-time in passing yards. 11th all-time in points in the NHL, Ray Bork. 11th all-time in points. But in- hold on, but hold on. But Ray Bork's a defensive player. Okay, but he was a great player. I mean, yeah, I'm sure yeah, 10 and 12 are, are good, too. Thanks for ju- jumping on. Well, because I think, but you're implying like, oh, that's such a huge name and he's only 11th. But 11th is actually really high considering he's a defense. Yeah, player. but that, the point is Ray Bork is like an immortal player. Um, but, but I'm saying, but you could make the opposite argument. NHL history is so pathetic that a guy who plays sure. defense yeah, is you might argue that. I agree. I agree. Uh, NBA's Hakeem Olajuwon and runs, if you count that as the equivalent of points, uh, Derek Jeter. Okay. But football, it's Vinny Testaverde. Uh, played, uh, so v- Vinny just played forever, though. Played forever. Um, he was the know. worst quarterback in the league in 1988, and he was the worst quarterback in the league in 2007. Yes, but he had a lot. <laughs> and literally, like he started in 87, finished that year in, in 2007 when he was so far from, uh, you know, he should not have been playing. Uh, I, I, you know, I always was fascinated by the fact that his dad was not medically allowed to watch him play because he would have a heart attack. His uh, 96 season for Baltimore is so weird. Yes. Was that, that like the, was that like the 25-25 season where he threw a million interceptions and a million touchdowns? No, that's the year where he threw like 36 touchdowns and like very few interceptions. He was like one of the best quarterbacks oh, in the league. Was that the 36-14 year? You could tell yeah, at one point went, I like memorized these. Yeah, but his team went 4-12. and 12. That's right, oh, 80, right, 88, he puts up 35 picks with just 13 touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, said he was the worst quarterback in the league. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, 96 was 33-19. 2000 yeah. with the Jets after he overcomes injury, 21-25. Puts up a 17-20 with the Cowboys, rejoins the Jets, and puts up a 1-6. Then goes to New England, and, I mean, he was just so done. He played at 44. He started six games for the Panthers. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, his apex, obviously, uh, 98, your favorite team ever. My favorite team uh, only started uh, playoff games. He, he, one season he made it for the Browns, and then he made the playoffs twice with the Jets. Uh, a little bit of what could have been. Uh, you know, a very strange peak where he where he peaks at uh, 35 and, uh, you know, basically has his second best season at. at uh, well, but it's a what, look, he only has two seasons where he was at, where he was an above average quarterback. Yeah. Which is I mean, why he played on horrible. Even though my yeah. stats, even though my stats favor the compilers, he's down at 39 in season rank and 56 on my rankings because he played forever. But he was so bad forever. He right. had and two seasons where he was relevant. Remember, the That's Ravens it. are an expansion team. So he plays for yeah. the Bucks who are, you know, still haven't found their way 10 years in when he starts for them. Then the Browns, uh, who are poorly run and never good. Then an expansion team. Then the Jets, basically right after Kotite. And then, like, the horrible Cowboys. Then the Jets when they're bad again with Herm. Uh, and, you know, the Panthers when they're an atrocity with, uh, who's their coach in 07? Probably John Fox. Um, so, was never really in the right situation, but an interesting player. I liked Vinny. I mean, '98 was obviously a right situation for him. Yeah, it's his career year. But yeah, that, that was a great year. They had they had Pro Bowl level offensive line. Keyshawn was at his peak. Wayne yeah. Corbett was a very good player, and Curtis Martin was you know Hall of Fame running back in his best season. Yeah. Um, number sixty. We're in the top sixty. 
Danny White. Uh, he's probably le- you know considering he's a Wait, cow- are we ranking punters or quarterbacks? Are you joking? No, what? I'm serious. As a as a punter, he's top sixty. As a quarterback, that's a way too high. No, I think he's one of the most underrated guys. He goes to three straight conference championship God. games. So there's a little bit of Donovan yeah. McNabb. Two, yeah. He leads them to like really high scoring playoff wins. He's one slot ahead of Mark Brunell on my uh, playoff quarterback rankings chart. Yeah, no, he's, he was very he, bad in the playoffs. He was very bad in the playoffs, but he brought them there. Uh, yeah. You know, I think a he little... was a great punter. He was a great punter. I'll give him that. I think like history is it's weird, you know, because everyone knows Stoback, Aikman and, and Romo. But if you're making a Mount Rushmore of Cowboys uh, quarterback, I'm sure there's someone I'm forgetting. But if... will you see will you see another guy play? I mean, like we see Tom Tupa guys play a little bit, but will we see another guy be a full time quarterback and a full time punter again? Ever? Again? By the way, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast, but that the the Vinny Testaverde injury in '98. The, Tupa yeah. was officially the backup because back then they had the rule that that the the third string comes in one and two are both ineligible. Yeah. Whereas now it's just your choice whether you want to make him active or not. Um, yeah. So the so Tupa had to play from the second quarter till the fourth, so, so they wouldn't lose their punter for the whole game. So Rick Meyer and, and ultimately Tupa was better than Rick Meyer, so it didn't matter. But <laughs> Tupa literally had to play opening day for the Jets in '98. Uh, yeah, a great like you said, a great punter. Um, I will. Danny I, yeah, White was a legitimately. It, he was I, a legitimately I, great punter. I think it happened with like a backup quarterback. I don't think a team would would let can't their, risk your quarterback. Yeah, you know, because there were guys who could punt. Like if Randall Cunningham said, "I'm just going to punt," he would have been like the best punter in the NFL. Yeah, right. He pooch punt eighty yard punts all the time. Um, yeah. So here's my thing about Danny White. Danny White, uh, the first five seasons that he plays at quarterback of the full season, which is 80, 81, 82, 83, mm-hmm. and, he sits, and 85. He comes into the league late and then sits on the bench for yeah. four full seasons. Yeah, well, he's punting, but he's just not playing quarterback. Yeah. He's not sitting on the bench. He's, yeah. Well, punters so sit on the bench. Yeah, so he's he's those his five seasons that he played as a quarterback, he was top 10 every one of those seasons. Yeah, 62 but, and 30 as a starter. Yeah, but the problem is that's all he had. He wasn't a quarterback. He was a punter who played quarterback for a couple of seasons. So I have him number 80 on my list. You can't have him higher than that because he barely played at quarterback. I hear you. I mean, I mean, he just had like a lot of postseason success. He he only yeah. won. Like it's hard. You know, we know what Mark Brunel's ceiling was, what Vinny Testaverde's ceiling was, what Brad Johnson's ceiling was. Like Danny White did not tap his full potential. And I feel like what we saw of him is objectively better than... Um, you know. All right, so you have him at number 60. Before we go on, uh, can I name – I have five guys on my list that I have ranked uh, between 60 and 100 that are not on your list, and I assume they're not going to come. So can we say mention my five guys that you uh, don't have at all? Yeah, well, let me finish the white stuff. Oh, sorry. I didn't know so, you uh, so 19, so the three, they make three straight conference championship games, just a little history lesson. So 1980, they play the Eagles, and they don't move the ball. Wilbur Montgomery runs for 194 on them. They lose. 81, they lose on the catch. But people think the catch was like the last play of the game. Really, the Cowboys got the ball back, and they're driving, and then he gets strip-sacked. Then 82 gets knocked out, and Gary Hogeboom, who was on uh, a survivor season, uh, comes in in, in his uh, stead and throws an interception, which ended the game. Yeah, so five guys who I don't have. What are you, what, what are you listing right now? Yeah, the guys who I have in the top 100 that you don't have at all. And I'm just going to ask you why you hate them so much. Well, don't you want to do that a little later down? Because maybe, like, what? I don't know. No, but they're all guys that are, they're all, they all, the cutoff okay. is 60. They're all in my box. All right, so 40, you're sure they're so. not going to come on my list at that point? Yeah, I'm pretty, well, Archie Manning, you've already said you hate him. So. Yeah, Archie Manning. But I have, him, I have him at 104, so he's not one of the five. Uh, to me, he would have been like 115. He was right there. Yeah. Okay. So who are the four so, guys? All right, so I have, let me see, I have one, 
two. Oh, no, I only have three guys. There's only three guys in my top 100 that are not in your, uh, that you wouldn't mention at all. Okay. Uh, one of them at number 93, I have Greg Landry. Okay, Landry. The Lions. I, had, I, I, I remember spending a lot of time looking at his, at his uh, stats when I printed out, like, the top 200 whatever quarterbacks. My problem with Landry was losing record, like, a very weird career where, he, like, he plays and he sits for a bunch of years yeah. and he plays again and then he sits again. Yeah, then super. He was like, Seventy-one and seventy-two. He's the best quarterback in the league. He has two years, and then and, and like, and, and then, but then the yeah. next year he throws three touchdowns and ten picks. He's yeah, he's mostly a backup other than that. So very odd career. Threw just for twelve 70- career passes in the playoffs. You know, and played in this, and you know, in the in the Super Bowl era. So it wasn't like he had to win his uh, his division. Like, I mean, he had to. You know, he had to basically be the one seed. He made one Pro Bowl in his career. He probably should be in my top 112, but, I mean, I think he's pretty overrated historically. I've always thought that. Yeah, also a great runner, by the way, which you forget. Uh, In 71, which is one of the years that I give him a chess bowl, he ran for 530 yards. In 72, he ran for 530 yards and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns, yeah. So, yeah, so so those numbers boost his uh, Chester quarterback ranking. And uh, those are the two years that I put him in the uh, in the Chester Bowl, of course. So, yeah, you, you have no love for Greg Landry. Uh, then number 91 is Billy Wade. For the Rams and the Bears in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, Wade. I think when I first did this with Landry, were in my like first five out, but their okay. entries have been lost to history. Um, <laughs> by the way, everything oh, I had like saved on my college computer, and then one day, like two years later, I just lo- I, like I didn't have anything backed up. Like who knew about backing stuff up then? And yeah. it was just gone. And then all my and like no one else's because I had like ten people's accounts like print off stuff because I was a teacher, and yeah. you got a lot of free printing pages at you and like. The it was just gone, and I lost like all of my articles and everything I ever wrote or 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 did forever. In yeah, my feeling well. is that if a if a guy was a quarterback in the NFL for a long time and mm-hmm. had at least one season where he was the best guy in the league, he deserves a shout out. And so that was Billy Wade uh, in 1961 uh, for the Bears. Billy Wade was the best quarterback in the league. 22 picks, 22 touchdowns, 13 picks. Uh, when that really meant something, his quarterback rating was 94. When you know when the average quarterback rating at the time was in the 60s. Yeah, no, listen, I, the truth is you could make an interesting case for Wade. He probably should be uh, in, at least in the top 112. Uh, my, my problems with Wade were he didn't play a lot, right? He only starts 85 games. He has a losing record in those 85 games. I think there are very few guys on my list that started that few games. Um, you might have even, there might have been an eligibility thing, even of like 90 of games when I started it, which is very arbitrary and stupid. You're right. He did throw a lot of touchdowns and he did have a lot of years. Like you said, 61, where he's throwing way more touchdowns, interceptions, which is like a sign then of actual competency. Uh, doesn't really have a postseason history. It plays one game. Uh, doesn't play well, although I do believe they won the, the, the 63 championship, the bears. Um, yeah, I mean, Billy Wade's an interesting player. I don't think he, anyone was discussed him in a million years. Yeah. All right. And then the other guy who you don't even have on your list at all, and I have all the way up to number 60. And this surprises me, although I think the reason might be you uh, you had previously mentioned that for whatever reason you disregard the uh, the American Football Conference. Yeah. Uh, early on, the NFL had two conferences. Most of the teams we now know actually were in the American Football Conference. Uh, that's where the 49ers were. That's where the Browns were. Yeah, but they also uh, had like the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees. And to me, that's like you're, that's a deal breaker if there's the Yankees. Well, but, the, but then, the, but then the, the NFL also had the, uh, the Boston Yankees. Right. So, so which know, guy? Was, Who are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about Frankie Albert of the Frankie 49ers. Albert. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I believe they won championships, right? The Yeah, he was he was the 49ers' first uh, great quarterback, if you want to call him that. He was the best quarterback in all of football in 1948. Uh, he had a quarterback ranking of 103. He had 29 touchdowns and 10 picks, and that's when that really meant something. 
So in 48, he was really good. Uh, that was his best season, you know, uh, really. Other than that, he was, uh, you know, he was an above average quarterback, but, you know, nothing special. I th- my, this, is the, my initial this is the era of, of Sid Luckman and, and yes. Otto Graham. Uh, so my my uh, rule was basically, by the way, the Miami Seahawks were in that league. That's not a yeah. team that gets talked about a lot. Um, <laughs> What's the, your rule? My, my rule basically was I'm not, I'm not inc- including any of the pre-50s players. Anybody who played in the 40s, I, I didn't count. I had to. You can't really his, do the list without, do Otto, without Otto Graham or Sid Luckman. Did you have Bob Waterfield on your list? I do have Bob Waterfield on my list. Okay, because they played at the exact same time. Like, literally. They, they both started. Uh, Waterfield started 45, and um, Albert started 46, and they both went to 52. So they, they, their careers perfectly mirror each other. Yeah, I mean, I guess Albert should be on there. He starts only sixty-eight games in his career. We don't have his record from the forties, but yeah, he was, but he, yeah, he starts. He was well, yeah. So you can't count games started because they don't have those stats. Mm-hmm. But well, they I mean, have them he's from better, fifty on. He's better than Bob Waterfield. They played at the same time. And right, he was better. Yeah. So I mean, Waterfield's maybe in the Hall of maybe Fame in in version four point on my list. I think we could make room for right. Albert. All right. I hope Frankie Albert's family is listening as I yeah. stood up and represented him. All right. Speaking All of right, the forty-nine, so who's on your list. Uh, so we got 59 is John Brody, longtime 49ers quarterback, um, 214 TDs, 224 INTs. He played from 1957 to 1983. He, at one point he was one of the highest ranking 73. Oh, okay. That's a mistake in my sheet. Um, (laughs) that sounded way too long, but maybe (laughs) he was like a little bit of a kicker at the end or something. Uh, at one point he was one of the highest ranked Scientologists. Uh, Tom Cruise's then wife, Mimi Rogers inducted him. He was on the senior PGA tour for 13 years. Um, his when he signed his contract uh, in 1966, an extension with the Niners, it was the largest contract in NFL history. Three years, nine hundred ten thousand dollars, which is wow. far below the minimum nowadays. But hold on, he deserved it in 1965, the year before he signs that contract. He's the only quarterback in the league with a completion percentage in the 60s. He's the only quarterback in the league who throws for three thousand yards. He's the only quarterback in the league who throws for thirty touchdowns. In 1965, it's not just that he was the best quarterback in football, but he was blowing everyone else out of the water. Uh, yeah, um, he's also the 1970 MVP, right? He throws 24 TDs that year. Um, oh, he's yeah, very interesting. He was the best quarterback in the league in 65 and 70, five years apart, mm-hmm. which is unusual. He played a long time. I think you're underrating him. I have him at number 40, mm-hmm. and the season. Rank I mean, to has me again, 40 to me is like, is this person a Hall of Famer? And to me, like very clearly, he's not a Hall of Famer. So I did not really. I don't put his him... his numbers are almost exactly the same as Boomer Esiason's. I mean, that's pretty good considering the, um, you know, like it's a harder to yeah. pull off what he did in the 60s. Well, I'm saying relative to the era. Oh, yeah. relative to the era. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got more INTs than TDs, which is a staple of, of, of yeah. the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And, and you know, only has uh, two 3,000-yard passing seasons. Uh, again, losing record in his career. That's not ideal. 74, 76, and eight ties, which is obscene. Um Made the playoffs three times. Yeah, the truth is, they win another game maybe in 1970. Like, if he makes a Super Bowl, he's more famous. I feel like nobody's heard of him, but his yeah. career definitely hurts by the fact that, like, those Niners teams were very good in the early 70s, but they were sort of crowded out by, by like, the Cowboys and, uh, and you know, whoever, who, was, who else was good in 71, 72? I guess the Redskins. Um, so, f- all right, let's go to 58. And that's uh, Matt Hasselback. Ah, 
and my sheet says 1999 to active. So that's another thing I have to uh, fix because he's not active. Yes, yes, he retired in 2015. Very I, good in the playoffs. You have to give him that. Yeah, I mean the the we got the ball and we're going to score. If that happened on Twitter now, it would have broken the internet, right? If if you yeah, make so that ball. that was a failure, obviously. But other than that, in his in his 11 playoff games, he has 19 touchdowns and only nine turnovers. So that's a good ratio. Yeah, it's amazing. Like the the Packers, who you know they go from Favre to Rodgers, but they also had. Uh, Hasselback just like sitting there for a while. Uh, I, uh, I rank, yeah, not doing anything. I rank the well, five. That's the same as all the Patriots. That's like all the backups that uh, you know Tom Brady's had. Right, but like Hasselback ends up being good, whereas the, whereas like Castle, eh, and who knows back around. Well, well, Trent Green, Trent Green was pretty good, and Green wasn't Brady's backup first. Oh yeah, wait, where was Trent Green the backup? You're mixing up Castle and or, or was he Warner's back? Oh, as as I want to. Well, he was Warner's okay. start. Yes, I mean it's yeah. like United and Moral, Brady Bledsoe, Waterfield, and Norman Van Brocklin were both in the Hall of Fame, and obviously Montana and Young is number one. But those are terrible comparisons because those are all good guys for the same team at the same time. That's what I'm saying. You're just talking about a, you're just talking about a guy who was a backup who later became a decent quarterback for another team. I'm talking about like the top five. Like this was a guy, you know, two guys on the same team at the same time. Yeah, Favre and Hasselbeck were don't belong on the list. Hasselbeck wasn't good when he was on that team. Well, he wasn't good because he didn't play because Favre played every single game for 20 years. Yeah. What does that mean? He was bad. He wasn't in the game. He was just being balled well, he on the sideline. I, 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 don't th- I don't think that's a good comparison. 194, 142 for Hasselbeck. Oh, um, no. 212, 153. I don't know why Hasselbeck never got updated. He's so boring I didn't even update him. Um, yeah, you have him way too high. I have him at 71. I mean, he's not better than like Alex Smith, for example. I think in the era, which was also like there's a little bit of a weak spot in like the early 2000s, I do think he I, I I'm, he might have been better. Uh, and again, yeah. like makes the playoffs six years. That's very yeah. impressive. Not a lot of guys we've talked about so far have done that and wins playoff games. It goes five and yeah. six playoffs, wins playoffs games of four of them. And as you said, yeah. played very well in the playoffs. A little bit underrated, and he didn't. Have, it wasn't like he was thrown to you know. He did have Sean Alexander, but it wasn't yeah, like Sean he, Alexander had a hundred touchdowns. Though. Yeah, but it wasn't like he was you know thrown to some superstar. Yeah, Daryl Jackson. Yeah. Um, so again, pretty kind of dull guy, and yeah. uh, that's enough for Hasselback. Fifty-seven. I have Neil Lomax. Only ah. plays eight seasons. Has this incredible in nineteen eighty-eight throws twenty touchdowns. Has a really good year, and then he has a hip problem and he retires in his twenties. Ahead of the game. Ahead. Of, I mean, yeah. I like you know he probably counts as lucky stars. Um. I think Lomax is really not well known. 136 TDs, 90 interceptions, 82.7 rating, which is very good for a guy who didn't play in the 90s or. or yeah, but he old. barely played. This is this is odd. Why is it odd? Because why I, do you have him higher than like Brian Sipe, for example? I mean, I think like he was never bad. Sipe was bad at one point. Like yeah, he never, but, but again, well, but that's just because he didn't play. So you add five bad seasons. Because you're just like adding war. You're like, okay, this guy is like. He has eight seasons, whatever. But Lomax is never bad, and like, yeah, he, do, he, he was basically he played seven seasons, and he was, you and know, he, he was, was still twenty nine. Like, if he stays healthy, he can play another eight seasons easily, and then he is, you know. But this isn't the, the what if bowl. This is the what actually happens, and what actually I thought happened. This was I'm the at 79. what if bowl. So yeah, I put him at seventy nine. Yeah, that's maybe he's a little high. He did have a losing record, but it was also on really crappy teams. Yeah, well, that's what I was. Uh, the, by the way, the, the, my top five uh, last seasons of all time: Neil Lomax. Uh, right there, but Don Meredith has a great year right before he retires in 1968. Uh, 21 okay. TDs. Uh, Roger Staubach also excellent year before he retires in 79. 27 TDs, 11 interceptions, 92.3 rating. He loses in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, famously, John Elway didn't yeah. play well in the, in the Super Bowl, but had a very good season in 1998. Um, su- the Super Bowl MVP. Um, 
that was an undeserved Super Bowl MVP. Have, have you given out the rightful Super Bowl MVP in in your in your charts or no? No, I have not done that one. You haven't done that because it's hard to do um, MVP in um, in football because there's yeah. so many like other factors. Right. It's funny that an offensive like, lineman has never won one. Like they're never the most valuable yeah. guy. Joe uh, Montana, by the way, went out pretty good. Yeah, Montana went out well. Um, uh, Norm Van Brocklin had, had was the NFL MVP in his final season in 1960 and won the, the the Super Bowl or the NFL championship, I should say. And then Otto Graham also an NFL MVP and won the championship. Had a 94- Roger Staubach you mentioned, right? I said Staubach. Yeah, 94 yeah, he, rating. He was the best quarterback each of his last three seasons, which we'll never see again. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, 94 rating. I mean, Peyton Manning came close if he had not played that silly last season. Um 94 rating uh, in 1955 is just ludicrous for Otto Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Otto, everything Otto Graham did was ludicrous. Yes. Yeah. Otto Graham also ends his career as a number one quarterback for one, two, three, four, five consecutive seasons. And before that, he was second, first, third, first, first, first. Yeah. And there's a reason Otto Graham's name is going to come up till uh, the last episode of this uh, series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so ni- number 56, we have John Haddle, 240. 240- hold on. I got, a, I got a couple more guys to add to your list of a good walk-off season. Oh, give me, give me, give me, yeah. Phil Simms had a very good walk-off season. Yes, Norm Van Brocklin had a phenomenal. Yeah, are you, are you season. not listening? I, he I, he was uh, number two on my whole list. He was the NFL uh, MVP. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, but you mean Phil? But you didn't mention Phil Simms. No, right? Simms didn't make my one. top five. But there's really a lot. There's a, there's a lot of examples. Um, um, that's about all. Um, Neil Lomax is the guy we're mentioning. Obviously, I mean, you so, could yeah. almost argue Tony Romo if he doesn't play those like three snaps in this season. Then his walk-off <laughs> season is 2015, and then 20, he's yeah, on the list. 20, yeah. Um, but sadly for him, that wasn't yeah. So all right, John John Haddle, two hundred forty four. And touchdowns. Don Meredith, you mentioned him also. I mentioned yeah. Dandy okay. Don. Yeah. Two forty four TDs, two hundred sixty eight interceptions. We already know this is a super compiler. Uh, nineteen sixty two to nineteen seventy seven. Who, who are we talking about? John Haddle. Oh yeah. Also a punter at the beginning of his career, although he com- he, he uh, be- eventually became a full time QB, mostly for the Chargers. Really not super famous. And at the end of his career, played for the Rams, the Packers, and the uh, Oilers. Uh, By the way, interesting that you give more respect to the 60s AFL, which was clearly a minor league, than to the 40s uh, AAFC. I mean, that's what nerds like you said until the Jets showed up and showed everyone who the real minor league was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Uh, I agree. The early 60s, there's eight teams, right? I think It's not just that. It's guys like George Blanda, who was a kicker in the NFL, goes to the AFL and immediately becomes the MVP. Mm -hmm. But again, they, they played against each other, and while that first Packers team was really great, the difference by the time they got together was pretty negligible. Yeah, um, yeah, but in the AFC and the NFL, the AFC was better. Like the Cleveland Browns won every single one of those championships. Right, right. So by that standard, yeah. Um, Haddle actually, I have even higher than you. I have him at forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Well, you love compilers. Yeah, I mean, he plays a ton. Like he he's a starter for for the Chargers for like nine straight years, and then. But uh, look at seventy-three. He was really good in seventy-three. Yeah, and that's that's for the Rams. Then he goes to Green yeah. Bay in the middle of that year, and then he like he's horrendous in seventy-five for the Packers. Sixties. 21 picks, but he, he still gets uh, two more years as the backup for the Oilers. I mean, really a compiler. I, the reason you've probably never heard of him is because just no pl- no postseason legacy because the Rams were so bad. He he made the AFL playoffs with the Chargers and had a disa- one disastrous game, and then he made the... Well, that uh, was just one game. It was just the AFL championship. Yeah, and then, and, right, yeah. and then, and then makes the uh, 73 playoffs and really struggles. So his career playoff numbers are uh, 28 for 67. For 436 yards, a touchdown, four INTs, completion percentage under 42%, and a quarterback rating of 44. Not ideal, but yes. <laughs> uh, he played for so long, um, you know, hard to really rank him lower than uh, than this, but 
history's right. kind so of you forgotten about 56. John Heddle. F- 56. All right, so who's at 55? 55, Earl Morrill. Weird fact about uh, Earl Morrill. Such a weird career. Weird career. I believe, this is crazy, my grandfather and my wife's late grandfather both met him in bars and like ran, and my, <laughs> my wife's grandfather does, never followed sports a day in his life. And like once mentioned like, oh yeah, I was like drinking, I used to drink with Earl Morrill. And my grandfather had, I think, a similar story. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of Earl Morrill sightings in the 1970s and 80s. That's really funny. Um, Morrill has a crazy career, right? Like you said. He's basically a career backup. He's like, but a little bit Forrest Gump. Like he's had a lot of wild places in NFL history. Um, yeah, when, when he would get chances to start, he'd be good. He just never really did. Right. You know, he'd have to wait for Unitas to get injured or someone. Or, well, so you know, Unitas gets hurt in, in 1968. And then the the Super Bowl, Super Bowl three, Earl Morrill starts. He goes six for seventeen for seventy one yards and three interceptions against the Jets. Unitas comes in and leads the Colts right away to a touchdown. They're down sixteen, which is you know insurmountable before the two point conversion. And like if Unitas was healthy enough to play and re- lead them to a touchdown, it is insane that Unitas didn't play in that game. I feel like that is a big stain on his legacy. I was just watching Last Chance You and. And 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 the coach was like ragging on a guy who was like hurt on the sideline. Like, no, if you get in the next play, you can't like say "ow." You can't you can't do that. I th- like how how crazy would Skip Bayless go the next day that Unitas was healthy enough to like lead them to a touchdown, but just decided not to start in the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean that you remember when Roethlisberger came off the bench against the Browns a couple of seasons ago? Yeah. But there, clearly, he was healthy enough, and they just thought, well, we won't need him because it's against yeah, the Browns. Yeah, well, I think it's the same yeah. thing. But I the think, Super Bowl is a totally different circumstance. But I think it's the same idea. I think it's like the you know the Packers had destroyed the Chiefs and the Raiders and were assuming they were going to win that game. And they didn't think they needed him, probably. Again, they were, you know, sport, every Sports Illustrated writer had them winning 49 yeah. nothing. And the Super Bowl wasn't the Super Bowl back then also. No. I mean, it was called the Super Bowl. Uh, by yeah. that point, but, but yeah, it was it almost was, yes, but it was almost like uh, I mean, Morrill starts more than eleven games twice in his whole career, but one of them yeah. goes thirteen and one, and and uh, you know, I mean, there's a reason why they let him play. I mean, there's possible, it's possible. I don't even know. It's possible. Uh, the the Colts coach says like, you know, he got us here. He has to play, and then they realize he sucks, and then United comes in. I have him as top five in sixty three, and then five year break, and then sixty eight, and then four year break, and then seventy two. Yeah, seventy two for the again, and he played on amazing. You know, sixty eight Colts. That's a really good team that was you know thirteen and one, and then you know should have won the Super Bowl, and then seventy two. Obviously, the only undefeated team ever. He's nine and zero for that. Like he's really far scumping it. Yeah, you have him where at fifty five. Yeah, fifty five. All right, I'm at fifty seven, so can't really disagree. Yeah, um, Earl Morrill, interesting guy. I don't yeah. think he's still with us, but I'm not going to. I think that's so funny that he, your two grandfathers, like, what are the odds of that? Um, you know, I, maybe I'm mixing it. Definitely her grandfather. And I, my grandfather definitely has an immoral story, but maybe it's, I'm going to have to ask him. I could call him up yeah. and ask him right now. Yeah, he's um, around. The, okay. Number 54, Philip Rivers. Oh, wow. Now, do you wow. think this so is Phillip too Rivers high? doesn't, no, this is way too low. Again, I'm I'm pretty You're tough Phillip with Rivers active players. Has no chance at the Hall of Fame. I think if Phil Rivers retires today, he has no chance at the Hall of Fame. That is 100 percent correct. That is what I'm saying. And so I, the, first the, of all, practically, how, does he, he have a chance? I know he does not. Yeah, and that's why. That, and that's why I that, have him here. But should he be 49? Maybe, but he shouldn't be 38. I mean, yeah, you're right. He should be 26. No, I think we're worshiping the era too much. I think it's... it's no, it's, no, 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 we're not. First of all, if we're going to worship the era, then you would say he's better than Dan Fouts and he's the best charger ever and he's a no-doubt Hall of Famer. But let's not worship the era because you're right about that. Let's look, given the context of the era, what was he, right? 
Mm-hmm. He's been a he's been a starting quarterback for for eleven seasons. Yes. In those eleven seasons, he has six chest bowls, which means he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for more than half of his career. Okay. You missed you missed a great stat, which nobody ever talks about, which is never missed the game. Oh, really? So he's uh, Manning esque in that sense. Well, he, I mean, he was a backup for the first two years of his career, but since he yeah, was named since starter then. in 06, he has played every single game. All right, every so year. we've sort of gotten used to the lo- you know sort of rivers of the last few years when he's uh-huh. you know an average, he's Matt Stafford at best, and you know yeah, we sort yeah, of he's, he's, he is Matt Stafford. He's the AFC Matt but, Stafford but, gunslinger. Yeah, but ten years ago he was much better. He was in MVP Kansas. He was the best quarterback in the NFL in 2008. He was number four in 2009, number four in 2010, number five. I mean, he put up nice four, numbers in 08, but they went eight and eight. The the 2008 team. I think that was the team that number was... Number one in offense, number one in defense. Number one in offense, number one. And, and when we say yeah. offense and defense, we mean the stupid people's one in offense, which means most yards uh, gained, fewest yards allowed, but they went eight and eight, which really should yeah. throw that stat out the window. Yeah. Um, hasn't had a ton of postseason yeah, success. but look at his numbers. He had 34 and 11 that year. You know, it seems like he gets worse in the playoffs, but his stats don't really dictate that. He seems to pretty much... You know, he's four and five in the playoffs. 97-79 is a starter, which is... I mean, listen, he's a better quarterback than anyone we've mentioned so far outside of maybe like Russell Wilson, the active players. It, uh, it's insane to me how low you have him. I think you've Eighth all-time in touchdown passes, eighth all-time in quarterback yeah. rating, and eight exactly. kids. Exactly. Okay. He's missed the playoffs in six of the last seven years. Like, at a certain point, and everyone hates him. Like, Agreed. at a certain... The, the, the late part of his career is clouding you. And, and, you know, Ari Gold asked us once about guys who's... By the way, he's won nine games to last... Like, people... Like, I, I forgot how bad the Chargers have been. They went 4-12 and 12 and then 5-11. and 11. You think of them as yeah, like, oh, they're 7-9-8-8. Every, every, yeah, every year we predict them to go 10-6 and six <laughs> for some reason. He has not won 10 games since 2009. That's pretty bad. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, that is yeah. a long time. That was like That's seven crazy. kids ago. Um, yeah, but I still think... Based on the numbers, as you said, eighth in the eighth all time in yards, eighth all time in quarterback ranking, and eighth and eighth and eighth uh, as a uh, producer of children. So uh, I have him at twenty six. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, unless something crazy happens, like they. And by the way, football. he's gone four and five in the playoffs, which is you know not not bad. That's fine. You know, we think of the Chargers always you know collapsing. The I mean, playoffs. has That's he had really has he had great receivers? Uh, Vincent Jackson was a good player, but he hasn't really had dominant players. At and receiver, by, and in the he playoffs, did have LT, but not for most of. He's his never career. had good defenses. I mean, his play. No, they had some. Co- some of the Mary, like the early Merriman defenses, yeah. were pretty. In good. the playoffs, his Chester quarterback ranking is seventy eight point zero. In the playoffs, Ben Roethlisberger's quarterback Chester quarterback ranking is seventy eight point zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vinny Testaverdi's is also. And Roethlisberger got his team so. to playoffs every single year, basically. Though, um, yeah, but listen, I wanted. I want team. Rivers outside the top fifty. To show, like, this guy is not going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he doesn't really belong there. But if you want to say he should be 46, I got no problem with that. No, Eighth all-time touchdown 26. passes is amazing. He's 26. 26. That's bananas. Okay. Number 53. Really look at, go look at what he did in 07, 08, 09, 010. 010. He was as good as Tom Brady and Peyton, and Peyton Manning. I don't buy it. By the way, yeah. I do, I, like, I, I know that the rookie receiver, I believe, looks like he might be out for the year, but... The I do like the makeup of the offense this year. I think the like they come up with these like six foot four guys out of nowhere that are that are good for like fifty five catches a game. But you'll watch them a couple times a year. Like oh my god, that guy's like unblockable. How do you how do you you know cover him? They they do find these weird receivers that are that are pretty good. Maybe it's the pants, like that Chargers pants. It makes them look super tall. Okay, number fifty three, Don Dandy Don Meredith. Uh, probably best known as like a Monday Night Football announcer at this point. Didn't yeah, have a super long one career. Disagree on why you, you because you're a compiler. So he was excellent for nine seasons, but again, he only played nine seasons. Yeah, he was not excellent. He was a, he was a, he was a name because he played on the Cowboys and he played for good teams. 
Well, Craig Morton wasn't a name. Like, you have to be... Is it you need a, Do you need to play for the Cowboys and have a nickname? Although Troy Aikman didn't really have a nickname. You say he was excellent. He was a top 10 quarterback twice. I don't know where you get this excellent. He had those two Chester Bowl seasons. Yeah, he has two he, fantastic years, 65, 66. Look at his numbers in 62, 63, 64. I mean, 67, he makes the Pro Bowl. They, you know, they have a good team. He does throw a bunch of picks, but... Yeah, 67, he, he did not deserve it. I have him a lot. And then, and then his final year of his career, he's great again. Great, yep. Yeah. I have him number four. That's his that, his Chester Bowl years were 66 and 68. All right, so he's 47, 32, and four all time. Those ties were annoying. Uh, he makes yeah. the playoffs those three years, 66, 67, 68, but not to much avail. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I'm. I think Meredith for me is the same as Lomax, right? Like I'm giving them, I'm giving them a little bit of credit for what never happened. For what? Yeah, I'm not sure. So. If a guy retires at 29, you're like, oh, he must have been really good. Yeah. I guess Robert Smith is going to be good in your uh, quarterback in your running back. Oh, I lo- I liked Robert Smith. Yeah. He well, hasn't he said some like guy. offensive things or something? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't he like a preacher now? No, he said he was leaving, uh, retiring the NFL to go to medical school. Instead, he just analyzes college football on ESPN, which isn't the same thing. He's not a doctor. But he basically realized I can work really, really hard and make, you know, $200,000 a year, or I can barely work at all and make $500,000 a year. So Doctors only make $200,000 a year? I'm not becoming a doctor. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's going to be a specialist. They work once a week, to, maybe. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I wish my wife made $200,000 a year. Are you <laughs> well, kidding me? I wish you wish she worked once a week also. Um, number 52, Randall Cunningham. Uh, this is probably your worst call yet. Why? You think, just, you think he's better? By leaps and bounds, he's better. Like, Wait, you think insane... Randall Cunningham's a Hall of Famer? Because like we're going to get to Hall of Famer soon. I mean, Randall Cunningham's career numbers are the exact same as Kurt Warner's. And by, I, you're forgetting how good he was on the Eagles in 88-90 when he won a Burt Bell Award, which is, you know, the NFL did not have official awards until Right, recently. it wasn't the AP MVP. No, yeah. he was great. I'm not forgetting. He had four great years on the Eagles. And, and then, then I he mean, disappears again, he's for a while. weird career where, like, if he's so great, yeah. why is he constantly a backup? Kurt Warner's the exact same way. He's identical. Yeah, but to Kurt Warner, Warner. Warner came in, and we're going to well, let's not talk about Warner now because he's obviously okay. a super interesting guy. But let's talk. Let's focus on Randall Cunningham for now. Okay. Yeah. So he's got yes. the four great years, and then he only plays three more seasons, essentially the rest of his career. Seven seasons. Was he great in those seven seasons? Yeah, eighty-two, fifty-two, and one. But you were just giving credit for guy. Okay. So first of all, he's yeah, as you said, he's thirty games above five hundred for his career. All right. And he and like a really spotty playoff record, never makes, never really has a Not moment. Never playoffs. makes the never makes the NFC Championship game. Other yes, than does. other than ninety eight, <laughs> yeah. other than ninety eight. Yeah, I, I wish he never made that. And by All the right, way, so here's the thing. By the way, I yeah. mean that team, they, like me or you, could have led that team to the NFC Championship. Like, like yeah, oh, throw know. like. I, yeah, people, well, I, just because yeah, him, Brad Johnson, and Jeff George all put up monster numbers I mean, for that team. Jake so, Reed, yeah. like people forget, Jake Reed was a really good player. Yeah. That's why the Randy Moss draft pick was weird. It's like the Vikings already have two Pro Bowl wide receivers. Why do we? Oh, I see why we need this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Robert Smith right, was so, great. People forget how good Robert Smith was. He was awesome. So here's the thing: uh, Randall Cunningham was the best quarterback in the league in 1990 and 1998, which is a huge gap. Mm-hmm. He only has seven seasons, as you said, where he was you know a full time quarterback, but he was top ten every single one of them. Uh, his total numbers, you know, with all those years as a backup compiled, they're pretty good. Um, he does never just, have a losing record as a, as a starter. He goes seven and seven and ninety four, but never never had a losing record. Yeah, uh, I know, think you're way too low. One double digits um, five times. I I thought like I would think this is higher than the average person would be on Randall. I mean, no, yeah. How much I've again? A, how much credit are we giving these guys for running? Uh, I'd like to give him more credit for punting. You know, thirty five rushing yeah. touchdowns, six point four yards per carry. Like he was incredibly dangerous. Almost had a thousand yard year in nineteen ninety. Yeah. Uh, 
So very briefly, the Chester quarterback ranking, which I've referenced from time to time, is it's not some super advanced stat. All I really do is I take the formula for for NFL for regular quarterback ranking, mm-hmm. which takes four things into account, which is yards per attempt, completion percentage, uh, touchdown percentage, interception percentage. So I look at those. I keep those same four numbers, but I include in yards per attempt all their rushes and also all their sacks. So a sack is an attempt. It's an incomplete attempt. And a rush is a complete attempt, essentially. Um, and then for yards per attempt, I do the same thing. So we include their their rushes and their sacks, uh, yards gained, yards lost. And then I take their rushing touchdowns and I take their fumbles. So you put all that, those numbers together. And as you said, Randall Cunningham adds 5,000 yards rushing and 35 touchdowns to his total numbers, which means that for his career, he has 242 touchdowns and 31,000 yards and change, uh, which means he has 30 more touchdowns than Kurt Warner, and he has more yards than Kurt Warner. He just did it a different way. So, very All right. underrated. Uh, 20 punts in his career. I loved like the third and 32 punts that he used to do. A 91-yard punt, an 80-yard punt. I mean, he was he was just such a good punter, 44.7. Uh, yards per yeah. punt in his career. It was like, and nobody's done it before or since. It's just like such a unique. I like when guys have this weird thing that only they yeah. do. I think Doug Flutie did it a couple times, but Flutie used to do. Flutie did that weird kick for the Patriots in uh, in his last yeah. season. All right, let's go yeah. straight to another Vikings quarterback, Dante Culpepper. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Why You're you have insane? What I mean again? Dante There's Culpepper. no world in which Randall Cunningham is worse than Dante Culpepper. You're, I, I mean, I have Culpepper at 74, now. and he's lucky to be there. Culpepper was great. Like, did too, his career end too early? But Culpepper was fantastic. I mean, it ended way too early. Uh, his 2000 and for, – for, okay, so his debut season 2000 was great until it ended at 41-0, obviously. And then, and then he had a couple of struggling seasons. Then 2003, he was good. In 2004, if not for Peyton Manning that year, Culpepper's 2004 would have been seen as the greatest season by a quarterback in history. And and Randy Moss inju- was injured for half of that season, so it wasn't just throwing it up. To yeah, Moss. 2004 was cartoon numbers, right? 379 yeah, he, completions, 4,700 yards. When it was, you know, he had 5,000 yards before anybody ever heard of that concept. I mean, it's great, right? He throws 39 touchdowns that year and, and he, runs, right? And, Go ahead. Yeah. And then and then he throws 20 the rest of his career. Yeah, it, it it really makes no sense. They hire Brad Childress. Culpepper and Childress get into some kind of fight. Uh, Childress dumps him for nothing to Miami. And and then we're like, boy, what a disaster. What a loss. Why are you giving away a Pro Bowl quarterback in the prime of his career? And he just completely fell off the yeah. face of the and earth. He which stunk is for the Raiders and was like 0-10 for the, for the Lions. Lions. Although really terrible teams. Yeah. Um, so, so how I do think, you have him higher than Randall? And Cunningham? by the way, I think the answer with Dante – well, I think his peaks were just better. I mean – Cunningham was the best quarterback. You want me to twice. flip Cunningham and Culpepper? I mean, Culpepper plays 100 games. In yeah, I want you to flip Cunningham up 20 so maybe, spots, and I want maybe you to he's flip like a, Culpepper maybe he's down like 20 a, spots. A rich man's Jeff Blake. Maybe he's better than just like similar. You know, worse. Rec- that's actually a better record than Blake, but worse than yeah. A better comparison would be Roethlisberger in terms of the size. You know, the the, the width of his. I mean, I guess you're right. He's got five years. I got he only th- has five years. He was great in three of those five years. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but um, he only has five years. I just to me he's seventy four. Okay, uh, so um, I say move him down twenty, move uh, move Cunningham up twenty, and you're good. well. I'll move Cunningham up one, maybe next time I do it. Um, I, I think ultimately with Culpepper is that he just was did not he was so big that he couldn't handle staying in shape, and I think it was that you know he didn't work hard enough. That's my guess because he always looked so big and so fat by the end of his career. Yeah. All right, we're in the top fifty. Let's keep it rolling. Exciting. We're getting more. We're getting more combative now. Uh, number fifty, Drew Bledsoe. Two hundred fifty-one touchdowns, two hundred six interceptions. Played from ninety-three to two thousand six. People forget just how good he was. 
um, before he Molus knocked him out and uh, set you know the darkest timeline in order. I mean, literally nothing. Every single thing that happened since two thousand one. Basically, not one thing would happen if Drew Bledsoe was still the Patriots quarterback, like in the NFL. Yeah. And the world. Like, uh, Donald Trump wouldn't can we be president. Put, can we put out how terrible he was? That's probably true. He was so terrible in the playoffs. Abysmal. Completion percentage of 51%, and that's in the modern era. Six touchdowns, 15 uh, interceptions and fumbles. He was really, really, really bad in the playoffs. Yeah. And and his rookie season, he was not great either. The... And then he like becomes a pro bowler basically in his second season. Supposedly his wine is like incredibly profitable. Like he has a wine that's like selling for like thousands of dollars a bottle. So he's doing all right. Yeah. So I have him at forty nine. You have him where? Uh, fifty. I, ha- I have him at exactly fifty. So we're in the same place. Wait, that's really funny. So you have him at fifty. I'm at forty nine, and the season rank chart has him at fifty. So, yeah, so complete consensus. Yeah, I think that's, he, he's a compiler. He's just a plain compiler, compiler. Never, unlike some a lot of the guys we've been talking about, the Trent Greens was always a starter wherever he went. Uh, Scott yeah, but he was Seculs, never a top three quarterback. No, though. Scott Seculs came in. He really struggled his rookie year, so they benched him. Then Seculs comes in. I remember when I was doing these rankings, I actually like went back and read like the New York Times from 1993. Like, why was he benched? What happened? Like, what's going on? And so that's the only game. And then Seculs gets hurt. He comes back in, and then he retains the job for the next nine years, and then the Bills and the, the Cowboys. So he starts uh, 193 out of 194 games. So I tried to find the stat that I didn't see anywhere, uh, guys who started every game their whole career. Manning Manning started every game. Peyton started every game his whole career. except At, at quarterback only, you mean? Quarterback only, yes. Uh, except Until his last season. Except uh, one game. Os- the last yeah. game, Osweiler. The Osweiler. Starts and yeah. he comes in the middle. Um, Marino and Brady also had were backups a couple times, Elway three times. Troy Aikman played all 165 of his games. He never came off the bench once. And Jim Kelly okay. was second at 160. A little fun fact for you there. Fun fact. Uh, you could win a bar bet if you go to the world's nerdiest bar. Okay. Uh, number 49, Rich Gannon, NFL MVP. Another Viking. Yeah. Another guy, guy with a really weird career. Weird career. Uh, you know, peaks insanely late. Played from 87 to 2004. So he really saw a lot of stuff. 180 touchdowns, 104 interceptions, 84.7 quarterback rating. I... The only reason I know quarterback rating sucks, but you don't have QBR for um, for a lot of the early players. So I yeah, I but need you have th- Chester quarterback. Ranking. We do have Chester QBR. That is true. Um, I mean the Gannon thing. Like I wonder what Gannon's legacy is if their coach, their old coach, doesn't like know their plays and their center doesn't go to Mexico the night of the game. Like yeah, th- there should be twelve thirty for thirties. I know it's the lamest thing in the world to say that should be a thirty for thirty, but like that game for the Raiders. Like Jerry Rice says that that the coach wants to lose that Bill Callahan tried to lose the game for yeah, them just insane. I mean, team, and we see now like teams a lot of times like you have an average center and they get hurt and then the backup comes in and the team is just totally inept. Like we see that every Sunday in the NFL with a, with an injured center. And like what I mean, Barrett Robbins he plays in that game. Who knows what happens? And it was yeah. just an insane game. Also, there was like you know eighteen hundred touchdowns in the last few minutes. There's two pick sixes. Then they sort of come back. Um, you're right. Yeah. Gannon is useless until he's 33 years old. Yeah. Right? So, OK, he starts his career uh, on the bench in Minnesota for three years. Then he's like a, a mediocre average, whatever quarterback for three years in Minnesota. Then he doesn't play for five more years. And then all of a sudden, Oakland, as you said, in his late 30s, he's him and Jeff Garcia are the best players in the NFL around the turn of the century. Right. It right. The Chiefs kept sense. him on the bench in the late 90s for Elvis Gerback. Yeah. Which I think history is not kind to that. Right. He comes to Oakland. Isn't even great. I mean, I guess he's pretty good, but then, like, they really start winning games in 2000. 98, he's okay, but 99 is when he becomes, like, a pro bowler. 
Yeah, and then again, like if he f- he falls off right after his amazing two thousand two, but he's thirty well, years right, old. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so like the, you know he sort of figured it out. But so he sat on the bench for a lot of the the prime years of his career. Uh, Seventy six and fifty six as a starter. Made the playoffs good. all three of yeah. those years, four and three. Yeah. You know, loses loses in the uh, the AFC Championship game once, and then loses in the Super Bowl once. But played pretty yeah. decently. And you know, he was kind of uh, viewed as a boring guy. But I don't know. Ultimately. Yeah, uh, I have him at number thirty-one, and I have him. He's a real what if because if he got more chances. Yeah, I agree, but I, thirty-one I is crazy because thirty-one means you're saying he's essentially a hall of famer, and there's no way Rich Gannon's well, a hall of famer. No, I don't because as you'll see when we get off to, when we get up to it, the cutoff to be in the hall of fame is about twenty-six. Okay, but again, right we after, said there's thirty-five guys in the hall of fame, and I know that doesn't mean they all deserve it. But yeah, but but you're including when you say that you're including. But thirty-one means you have to have a conversation, no, hold on. and you're I know we don't have guys, to have a conversation. You're including about Rich nine guys who played in the twenties and thirties. Okay. So Dutch Clark, Arnie Herbert, Tuffy Lehmans, Ace Parker, Benny Freeman, Patty Driscoll, Jimmy Conzelman. Yeah. They're not relevant to this conversation. Okay. okay. You're also including Bob Waterfield, who uh, you know, put up mediocre numbers in the forties. He's not really relevant to this conversation. Mm-hmm. So really there's about there's about there's about twenty five quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame, and some of those guys aren't deserving. So yeah, but the, the point if he's thirty one, that means that you at least have to have a conversation. And there well, there's no conversation to be had about Rich Gannon. I don't even think he would have that conversation like I think you know he, he, he he's his numbers are frankly are as impressive or more impressive than like Jim Kelly's for example it's just that he did it in a weirder way look yeah. at his numbers compare them to Jim Kelly all right listen we'll get there yeah um, I guess you have him better than Jim Kelly but all right well, number no, 48 I, have, I know I have Jim Kelly higher people are not gonna like I've this been... ranking but I think you will 48 I have Eli Manning oh boy you disrespect Eli why you where do you have him 44. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yeah, I, again, it's a little bit because he's active, although that's kind of silly because his career is basically... Not for me, cemented. it's not, yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe he should be in the lower 40s. Uh, how many times has Eli been a Chester MVP? A Chester Pro Bowler? You want to know the answer to that? Yes. Zero. Holy cow. I did not know the answer. That was not a sign. Oh, really? Yeah, that, it's that's crazy. So he is, he is number 24. So he's never been a top six QB in the NFL, is that what you're saying? Exactly. Here, or, here's or is it, by is it three for the NFC, three for the AFC, or is it six for the NFL? It's three for the AFC, three for the NFC. I think it should be six for the NFL, honestly. Okay, so hold on. Here is his season-by-season season ranking, starting in 05, 04. Of course, he comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. 05, 17, 12, 24, 8. So in 2008, he was very good at 8. Then 12, 16, then another 8. Then 13, then 32. That was the disaster you were living in interceptions. Then 13, then 12, then 22. I will give him full credit for what he You the worst deserved. quarterback in the NFL in 2013? Yeah, go look at the numbers. Jeez. Um, yeah, so in 2013, he had 27 interceptions. Uh, Geno Smith only had 21. <laughs> uh, Joe Flacco had 22. So he uh, led the league in interceptions. He only he had, yeah. So he was really bad that year. Um, but here's the thing: let's give him credit where it's due. He's been a good quarterback in the playoffs. Yes, he is good. eight and three in the playoffs. He is tenth all time in my in playoff. Eight and four in the playoffs. They made oh. it this year and they lost. Oh yes, yes, yes. The uh, I have right, but he's never won. Right, he's four zero in both Super Bowl years. And by the way, four incredible. You know, yeah. three three and zero was great. But you, you you come from that wild card spot. That's almost impossible. Yeah. And um, he's never won a playoff. Never game won a playoff game other than those two seasons. But who cares? Yeah, like, they won two Super Bowls. Obviously, exactly. anybody would trade for that. So yeah. nobody is saying that you'd rather have the guy who's going to come next's career over Eli Manning. But but he's compiling numbers in this era, and I think there's no question to me, and we've discussed this before. 
There is zero doubt in my mind that he will be in the Hall of Fame. There's, it's just there's no chance he won't be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, He's 100% I, certainty to be in the Hall of yeah, Fame. Aaron, I think Aaron Schatz mentioned that uh, like a week or two yeah. ago, and I tweeted at him, and uh, I forgot what he said, but he was like, he's already bracing for it, Aaron Schatz. Yeah, there's there's no question he'll be in the Hall of Fame. He's 108 and 91, so, you know, well and above average. I'm at 44, average. so he can, you know, keep climbing a little bit, and he'll get into the, like, the, look, there are worse guys in the Hall of Fame, including guys who won Super Bowls in New York. Um in fact, I have three quarterbacks of the last 60 years worse than him in the Hall of Fame. Kenny Stabler, who just made it, and that was ridiculous, and we'll discuss him whenever you decide to mention him. Joe Namath, who you all haven't mentioned because you must be a homer. And George Blanda, who, again, is really there because he was a kicker and, and you know, and, and sort of a, uh, a um, uh, uh, you know, basically for more sort of historical reasons than performance reasons. Yeah. In terms of being really old and I, so, I think this is. I mean, maybe our most controversial, but like, is anybody really saying that Eli is like a top thirty guy? I'm not sure. So we'll see if people really hate this. But yeah, I don't know, think it's controversial. That you've been ragging on Eli Manning since the dawn of time, uh, and I have him higher than you. I have him at 44. And again, the reason is, as we said, it's crazy that he's never been a Chester Pro Bowler because again, he's 24. On you know that, that keeps him up at night, not being a Chester Pro Bowler. It sure. should. By the way, Matt Ryan had never been a Chester Pro Bowler until this past season, mm, right? I regret putting him at number one all time then. Yeah, Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane is a Hall of Famer who was never a Chester Pro Bowler. Well, we're going to get to Bobby Lane soon, I think. And I'm just looking at anybody else. Alex Smith has never been a Chester Pro Bowler. Jay Cutler, never Mm. been a Chester Pro Bowler. Kerry Collins was never. Jake Plummer, Joe Flacco, Jim Plunkett, um, Jeff George, Joe Ferguson, Charlie Johnson. All right, you don't have to name everybody you know. Okay, Uh, 47. Patrick. (laughs) Speaking of people who won two championships, Tobin wrote at number 47. Oh, okay. Now, his rates are really bad, right? 148 touchdowns, 191 interceptions, a, a quarterback rating in the mid-50s. Only player ever to win the NFL championship, that's the 57 Lions, and the AFL t- title, the 63 Chargers. The Chargers don't really talk about that. They have actually won a championship. They don't talk about that yeah. that much. Well, the Vikings won an NFL championship. They don't talk about that either. Yeah, it's very forgotten that the Vikings have it. The Vikings the won the last NFL championship that did not result in a, a, a Super Bowl ring. I thought that the, the Packers weren't coming in as the champs. The Vikings won that 66 title. No, 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 no. The first four seasons, it wasn't called the NFC. Oh, 50, it was called 50, the 51, NFL. 52, and 53 you're talking about. No, I'm talking about 66, 67, 68, 69. That's what I'm talking about. The oh, first you mean they won the regular season? The Vikings you... were officially the champions of the National Football League. Oh, that's nonsense. Oh, I, no, I that's not. You go on their pro football reference page, it says NFL champions. Okay, well, that's the like Super I could Bowl... name... I could, you know, I could name my freaking video game at the NFL. No, it's the same as being the National League champions in baseball. It was called the National Football League and the American Football League. They were two independent leagues. That's not something you should about. They merged. Well, I I did brag. That's like when the Washington Mystics put up their like attendance Mm -hmm. championship or something. Um, Anyway, Tobin Roach is ninety on my list. I don't understand why you have him here. This is bonkers. He was a great runner. Thirty-seven rushing touchdowns in in the fifties and sixties. That's amazing. I have 35. I'm not sure where you get your numbers. All right. He just had two more last week. You won't watch. <laughs> um, the, I mean, Tobin Rowe was like a good player. Again, like two different leagues won the title. He was considered yeah. a very good player. Yeah, he was a very good player in the 1950s when there was eight teams. And, you know, I, well, I mean, someone 12, had to be there good. There were 12 teams. But... Johnny Unitas was good. There were eight teams. No, Johnny Unitas was good a decade later when, you know, we went from 12 teams to 24 teams. We doubled in teams. Rote's so. rookie year, he he's puts up 7-24 and 24 for the 1950 Packers. Yeah. He was very good in 52. He was very good in 55 and 56. Uh, but he didn't play that much, and he didn't, you know, in, in the wrong era. So. Played Sorry, wonderfully in the 57 playoffs, wins the championship in 63, uh, doesn't play as well in the 64 playoffs for the Chargers, and... Uh, Actually, goes to the Vikings. He doesn't play in 65, goes to the Vikings. Uh, excuse me, the Broncos in 66, and that's it. Uh, yeah. Tobin Rowe. in the playoffs. 
Uh, he passed in uh, 2000, so he was oh. 72 years old. All right. Well, uh, if his any of his uh, descendants are listening, I can tell them that Akiva's overrating him because uh, your grandfather sucked. <laughs> okay. Number 46, another guy whose career was a little bit shorter, uh, but but definitely accomplished more than uh, than the Neil Lomaxes of the world. Frank Ryan. There's no way you have him this high. Frank Ryan. I have him at 66. Okay. I mean, so not completely insane, but I'm certainly higher. On him yeah. than you are. He played from 1958 till 1970, 149 touchdowns. 100... But, but he never played. He was a backup. He, he, was a st- he started for six years of his entire career. Yeah, started for six years, but was really fantastic when he started. I mean, he threw a 25 touchdowns in a 13-game season for the 63 Browns. That's amazing. Oh, 63 was really good, yeah. Yeah, 64, 25 touchdowns in a 14-game season. He went 10-3 and and 10-3 and won those years. Then goes 10-2 the next year. Then but goes he wasn't so good that year. No, it wasn't so good. Then he comes back with a monster year in 1966 with uh, 29 TDs in 14 games. They they went 9-5 and five and was pretty good the next year and then is basically done. Plays a tiny bit 68 and is a backup for the Redskins in the next two years. Uh, doesn't have a ton of postseason success. Played uh, He won the 64 title, played well, but then not much after that, uh, including the... Uh, the first year of what would have been the uh, the Super Bowl that did not have a good game in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but he was a good player. But he, again, his career is essentially over at 31. So that that hurts him. He taught college math during the football season to make ends meet. He uh, in 1964. So there's no playoffs till 66, right? 1964, they need to beat the Giants to make the NFL playoffs. So what does Mr. Clutch Frank Ryan do? He goes 12 for 13 for 202 yards and five touchdowns against the Giants. <laughs> they make the play- they make the uh, the 64 championship and uh, they won it. So in the championship game, and they did have Jim Brown and Paul Warfield, so it was a pretty decent team. Um, he threw three touchdown passes to Gary Collins and they beat the Colts 27 nothing. So maybe, like, uh, he does get a little bit of a Jim Brown bump, and he had a Hall of Fame receiver on his team, too. Yeah. I mean, he had, he had a whole team of Hall of Famers. But maybe I overrate him a little, and you underrate him, and maybe the truth is somewhere in the 50s. But never was never bad. Anytime he played, he was great. And again, he played a little more than some of the guys who were, like, done by 30 or 29 that we talked about before. So I think 46 is fair for Frank Ryan. Can't really say anything bad about him. Yeah. Well, a little bit high, but that's fine. It's not as bad as Tobin wrote. I think he's still with us, Frank Ryan. Um, Okay, number 45. Uh, You want to come on the podcast and discuss Frank Ryan? Let us know. (laughs) Number 45, Boomer Esiason. Ah, the Boomer. Where do you have Boomer? I have him at 37. Okay. Played from 84 to 97. Four Chester Bowls. Four Chester Bowls, four Pro Bowls. 247 touchdowns, 184 interceptions. Uh, Actually won an NFL MVP. Um, NFL MVPs in the Super Bowl. Have not won since Kurt Warner in 99. Wander loses in 01, Gannon loses in 02, Brady loses in 07, the, the undefeated season. Uh, Manning loses to the Saints in 09. Manning gets demolished by the Seahawks in 13. Cam Newton doesn't show up uh, and recover the fumble in 15. And then Re- Matt Ryan this year, although he played great. Um, so the, the, that's uh, seven straight losses for the Super Bowl QBs. Uh, for NFL MVPs in the Super Bowl. Boomer in his Super Bowl after MVP played really poorly. 11 for 25, 144 in an interception. They lost 20 to 16. The They didn't have NFL Network, obviously, when I was a kid. But m- my grandfather had a friend who, like, lived in Switzerland. And, like, he had no access to the television. So my grandfather would, like, send him VHSs that he would have to buy in a catalog so this guy would be entertained. <laughs> 
It's so like one of the things okay. he bought that I ended up having was like the Niners Bengals VHSs of their Super Bowl, but it was just the highlights. It wasn't the whole game. You know, with with like the John Fashenda like uh, you know narrating, like they're incredible, and they're both really good games. So like I know those games still. Like I can hear the name of like the backup safety, and like and I still think of it in, like John Fashenda's voice. Um, but yeah, the, the first one was probably a better game. The first Niners Bengals game. We did the Bengals yeah. win the Super Bowl twice in the 80s. Anyway, Boomer by the time we got him was like just stupid interception waiting to happen through so many. Well, he's such a weird career because in the eighties, Boomer Esiason looked like a, like a no doubt future Hall of Famer. Like, he was Andrew Luck-esque. Can I read you his uh, season-by-season ranks to start his career? Yeah, go for it. All right. uh, He becomes the starter in 85. He's the second-best quarterback in the league. So, two, then a four, then a 20, then a one, then a three. So, for the first five years of his career, he is basically has four super-duper star seasons. And then it's done. 17, 22, 26, 6, 14, 24, 21. I yeah, just I don't mean, understand how does that happen? But he's played like he played seven more years. He only made the, the Super Bowl year, and he only made the playoffs one other time his whole career. Again, the Bengals he are, wasn't good. He but the Bengals are inept, and he just an came inept organization. Well, uh, they went to Super Bowls though in the well 80s. with Anderson also. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, eighty and ninety three for his career, but a big part of that is like the Jets were just so five and nine, two and ten. They were so bad when they got him. I mean, he had Rich Kotite as 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 a. Uh, as a coach, and he, you know, threw more touchdowns and interceptions. That's a miracle. But yeah, I agree. Not that many great seasons. What did he make? Two Pro Bowls in his career? Three? I actually have him at four. That's not bad. Yeah, but yeah, um, he has four Pro Bowls and four Chester Bowls. Yeah. All right. So that I think forty-five is pretty reasonable for him. You know, I, I'm sure Giants fan could argue that, um, you know, that Eli deserves to be over him, but who cares? Uh, by the way, th- we're talking about NFL uh, QBs. Just to qualify that, that's Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. That's NFL QB MVPs because there are two non QB MVPs to win a Super Bowl. I you probably don't know them. It's hard. Emmett Smith. No, I never did. He win the MVP? Emmett Smith. I don't know. No, Barry Sanders um, tied Favre. I don't think Emmett Smith ever won. LT and the kicker Mark Mosley, which is the stupidest award uh, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Not even worth yeah. discussing. Uh, although yeah. it's funny that he like backed it up by winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, he, he backed it up by winning the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, 44. Another guy. Maybe Eli should be ahead of this guy. But uh, Jim Plunkett, Eli's comp, right? Two Super Bowls. The only other two Super Bowl guy to not be or possibly not be in the Hall of Fame. 164 touchdowns, a whopping 198 picks. He played from 71 right. to I, I, need, I need to apologize to all Giants fans here. I apologize uh, on behalf of the podcast for Akiva's gross disrespect of Eli Manning. Maybe Eli Manning should be ahead of Plunkett? Plunkett's garbage. Of course Eli should be ahead of him. This I mean, they're disastrous. very similar. They threw a million interceptions. No, they're not. The, the no, diff- that's a terrible thing to say. Jim Plunkett, yes, they're very similar that they both never want, uh, made a chess bowl. But Plunkett wasn't even close. He didn't play, like, you know, Eli Manning plays every single game, year in, year out. Plunkett never played three consecutive years in the right. league. Right, he was, he was incredibly injury prone. That's sort of what yeah. he's known for. Yeah, it's ridiculous. 72 and 72 in his career. I have him at 94, and he's lucky to be in the top 100. Went 8-2 and two in the playoffs, which I think is, uh, you, you have him at yeah. 94? Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah, he is pretty bad. <laughs> he, was, he was bad in the playoffs also. He had 12 touchdowns, 15 turnovers. Listen, you can't argue with 8-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah he won two Super Bowls. He's double elite. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, your beloved so George. That, that, that's, you're going to hate Plunkett this ranking. Is, hold on. Jim Plunkett, just so you know, is 
our second biggest disagreement in the entire in the entire pool. Okay, what's the first one over whether you're a virgin or not? The, yeah. Listen, the number you're going to hate this ring so much it's going to become our number one probably. What's that? Number forty three. Mm-hmm. George Blanda. I mean, I don't hate. It. I'm a fifty two. Okay, I thought I thought because you were knocking him before. Again, an impossible career. First of all, his, his football reference page is like a map. It's hard. It's like a maze. It's hard yeah. to really figure it out because he was a like kicker playing, and a backup quarterback in, in, in the place. He was a backup in the NFL and a kicker. He was mostly just kicker. He didn't play quarterback at all, actually, for years and years. And then in the he National joins the NASA football League, AFL. Like the the correct yeah. usage of that, not the wasting yeah. time usage of it. He he joins the nascent AFL. Uh, immediately becomes I think it's a star nascent, there. No, whatever it is. The point is, he becomes a star by which I mean he leads the league in interceptions every year. Right. Like forty interceptions was a low number for him. Yeah, I mean he wins two titles as the as the the first two in the AFC as the Oilers quarterback. You're saying that those yeah. should be really knocked down a little bit because the league was so junky. Yeah, um, but he, he just didn't play that much at quarterback. He was know. a very unique player. Like the, I mean, he's just airing it out and bombing out and getting you know having three thousand yard yeah. passing seasons. Sixty one was legitimately good season. Sixty one was, was amazing. I mean, he threw thirty six touchdowns. Nobody did that back yeah. then. He started eleven yeah. games that year, and the next year he throws forty two yeah. interceptions, which is not ideal. Yeah. But again, he's always throwing more picks than interceptions. That's why he's forty one. Yeah. He can't get you know quarterbacks get credit for running, but we can't give him any credit here for his kicking. Um, he's a weird not, guy he to rate. Do it as quarterback. Unless he unless he comes in as quarterback and fakes and kicks, <laughs> yeah. So I'm at 52. Um, he is the as I said, he's the third worst Hall of Famer. Uh, of I mean, the, he's still 28th all time in touchdown passes. Like the, you know, he he really holds yeah. up a little bit, other than the interception stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't said Stabler or Namath because those are by far the two worst quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Stabler, Namath, they're coming. Yeah. All right. Well, they're probably Boy. in the top 10, and you're probably going to get mad. Oh man. All right. Um, who's no, who's number 42? Okay, 42. I honestly, I, I'm rethinking this ring that this guy should be in the 30s, um, especially now that he's done. Uh, but we're talking about Tony Romo at 42. So Romo has always been, to me, an interesting question about should he be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, we should the, the conversation should be had, which means he shouldn't be 42. He should be like 35-ish. Why? What reason do you have to justify putting him ahead of Philip Rivers, though? He played a less time. His numbers are worse. He made the playoffs less. He won less. Less Pro Bowls, less, less everything. I mean, in, in no, Rivers. In no way does he exceed Philip Rivers. Well, I think he does. I think Rivers. How? Well, he has eleventh. He has third, Rivers stays healthy, and he and he has a tough time staying staying healthy. Uh, and not really, really. It's really just the one major injury in 2010. That, He's won that, two playoff games and ever, then, and then his career ends like a little bit earlier. And obviously, Rivers might end up passing him. Yeah, so he doesn't have a lot of success in passing the, him. There's no world for one game. Right there's now. not one GM in the NFL that would prefer Philip Rivers to Tony Romo. Not one. Philip Rivers from 2007 to 2010, absolutely they would. Not one GM. I mean, his 2014 is, he's 34 years old, he's got like half an arm left, and it's just ludicrous. I mean, 13 and 14, he's surpassing anything Philip Rivers does. See, again, that's where you're confused, because Tony Romo's career, he sort of got better, right? His last couple years were better, um, but Philip Rivers was the reverse, right? So Philip Rivers was the best quarterback in the league in 2008, Tony Romo was the 14th best quarterback in 2008. But then, by 2014, Tony Romo was number two, and Philip Rivers is number 14. Mm-hmm. So they sort of swapped roles. Yeah, so maybe and, it's and a you little have a bit recency of a recency bias. bias. Uh, yeah. Again, yes, he only played, he played six playoff games, went two and four, but he was really good in those playoff games. Only threw two interceptions in six Hold games. Hold on, against the, he lost 34-3 to three to the Vikings. Okay, He scored three points against a not okay. great defense. Well, his, he, again, two interceptions. He threw, he threw for 1,300 yards with, an, with you know, amazing peripheral numbers uh, in, his, uh, in his six playoff games. 
Uh, 78 and 49 as a starter, which is great. I mean, what did we say? Rivers was 97 and 79. It wasn't like he, you know, in this last year or two, he had amazing offensive lines. But it wasn't like he, he had a lot of Hall of Famers all over his roster. Des Bryant was a really good player when he was available. But, like, uh, he really what, what he took it. By the way, what peripherals? He has a 61% completion percentage in the playoffs and seven yards per attempt. So what are these great peripherals? His Chester quarterback ranking is 77. Worse than Philip Rivers, by the way. Um, so I, I, don't, I, I don't know why. Look, I, I've always been a Romo fan. Mm. And by the way, I have Romo, I think, higher than you. What number do you have him at? I have him at 42. I have him at 34. Okay. So I do have him. You know, yeah, because I'm going to have some old guys that you're going to lose hair over. Yeah, Romo's a guy, again, who could have been in the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, if he had had a little bit of a postseason success. But, you know. I don't disagree. I do think the conversation should be had, but I think the answer is ultimately no. Uh, but yeah. I want to say something about Romo that will be, you know. I just don't understand how you think Philip Rivers is dramatically worse than him. To me, that's bonkers. Yeah, say something about Romo. Sorry. He's going to be, every word he says when he, you know, at working with Nance is going to be so, like, studied and parceled and, and like, analyzed that he's going to have, like, a big blooper that every announcer in the world has. In week one. And it's going to be like, is Tony Romo announcing for his job in week two? He's going to, it's going to be a disaster. There's never been an announcer before that people really like analyze on a week-to-week basis, except for Dennis Miller, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But it was all like talking over people's heads and, and you know, it was it, it was a whole different shtick. The, Romo, it's going to be a disaster. And I saw I saw um, Buck saying that already. Buck knows that the Romo thing's going to be a disaster. Yeah, everybody loves to hate on Joe Buck, but Joe Buck is always good. He's, he's good. He's got a sense of humor. I mean, he himself. botched he bo- he botched the Tyree play. Well, he bought and he botched like the Randy Moss thing, obviously. Yeah, he bought. Well, that, yeah, that. But he but, he admits but that. he's gotten much better as he's gotten older. And it's funny because he's kind of like foul mouth now, so it's funny. That oh, it's, like, yeah, so he's fantastic. Thing. Like he he did a lot of good things on um. Pardon on, my take. Uh, what's the show? Pardon my take. You know what's the show? Um, uh, the show with, with the fake sportscaster. I just Amanda said Pete. pardon my take. Oh no, oh oh um uh, uh Brockmeyer Brockmeyer. Brockmeyer. Yeah, with Hank Azaria. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, by the way, his partner Troy Aikman, he hasn't been mentioned yet, which is uh All right, we'll get to him. Well, most people wouldn't mention, but you're the biggest Troy Aikman hater alive. No, I'm Skipper. a fan of Troy Aikman in okay. most ways. Forty-one, Charlie Connerly played from forty-eight to sixty-one. Giants quarterback, yeah. more touchdowns, and interceptions, which is pretty remarkable for that era. I'm, I'm doing the minutes. wanky motion with my hand. Like, One hundred sixty-seven. I'm at forty-six. Nothing okay. to say about him. Uh, so my grandfather's in a bar in Detroit in 1958, and a fight breaks out. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, listen, I did a lot of research for this. Uh, yeah. Call up all my relatives. Um, yeah. uh, uh, a fight breaks out. Uh, two guys were arguing over who's better, Bobby Lane or Charlie Conner- Connerly. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, there was, oh, I was living in Philly at the time, so it might not have been a national news story. A guy in Philly murdered another guy because they got into a fight about who had the better NBA career. Ellen Iverson or, wait for it, yeah, Michael Jordan. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I hope the Jordan guy won the fight. <laughs> well, the Jordan guy shot the Iverson guy. Oh, okay, that's so. fair. That's sort of no jury should convict him. Hopefully, he gets like a federal jury. He doesn't have yeah. like in Philly. To be, uh, uh, to be fair, I'm not sure if it was the Jordan guy who shot the Iverson guy or the other way around. Oh, okay, fine. Because they're both they would both make sense. Because a person who's crazy enough to think Iverson's sure, Jordan, right, would, they're capable of kill somebody. Oh, totally. But then the other guy. Would have a justifiable homicide because the guy was talking insanity. So yeah, I agree. See it either way. Uh, so the uh, weird thing about Connerly and Lane, and I won't bore people for so long, is they're is in that the, Bobby Lane's in the Hall of Fame. And Connerly's not. They're in so the league for fourteen years right together. There. They play in yeah. the championship seven times, but it was one of these things where they always missed each other. Right? It was yeah. like it was like uh, I don't know the Bulls and the Rockets. 
Yeah. No, really, what's the good one? I guess uh, the, I guess Kobe and LeBron. Yeah, well, right. no, that's yeah, but no, but you're right. They perfectly mirror each other. Um, and, and actually, let's go season by season. Okay, let's do this the way I like to do with KG versus Duncan. Right, and while you right. while you look the, the so they oh, they okay. played against each other four times. Lane was three and one against him. Um, all right, can we do season by season? No, they're two and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 1949. Uh, I give it to Connerly, so he's up one nothing. 1950. I give it to Lane. 1951, I give it to Lane. He's up 2-1. to one. 1952, I give it to Lane. That's 3-1. to one. Mm. 1954, I give it to Lane. That's 4-1. to one. 1955, I give it to Lane. That's 5-1. to one. 1956, I give it to Lane. All right, so 6-1. to one. And then um, 57, Connerly gets one, so it's 6-2. to two. And then 58, it goes to Lane again. That's 7-2. to two. And then 59, it's Connerly, so 7-3. to three. And then 60, it's, it's Lane, so 8-3. to three. So, so Lane wins 8-3. to three. Okay. And, and Lane's in the Hall of Fame and Connerly's not. Yeah. So yeah, but so Leonard, decision, Connolly's decision. a very good player, maybe a little bit underrated historically. His, his numbers stand up well. He is the only QB from that era who has more touchdowns and picks, including Norman Van Brocklin, including Otto Graham, including Wyatt Tittle. It's pretty good. Wait, what? What? He's the only that, QB from that era with more touchdowns than interceptions, except for Otto Graham. Well, I don't. Know, why do I have Otto as more touchdowns and picks? Probably because I don't count his pre-1950 numbers. I don't know. I'd have to check. Uh, Auto, yeah, Autogram has 40 more touchdowns and picks. He's not even close. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, go back to 2007 yeah. Akiva, who you didn't know, and yell at him. Hold on. Let me yeah. see. Well, that's why when Shamario forwarded this to me 10 years ago, I'm like, this guy's nuts. Yeah, Autogram's numbers are, are dramatically better. Ah, because I only started... Because I, I they must have had a different... Um, they must have been in a different section of football reference, the pre-50 stuff. No. No, because this chart, I, I made this first version of this chart in 2004, so definitely not. 9, 10, 14, and 12. Yeah, because then he would have had it, but I'll take Graham off that. Yeah. Um, and that's not true, but who did you say else that was true for? Van Brocklin and, and White Hill. Let's see. Van Brocklin uh, has five more interceptions. Fine, that's fair. And Tittle has... Um, Six more interceptions, yeah. Ball has more interceptions. Luckman, Luckman has more touchdowns and interceptions. It's not even really that era, right? Yeah, Luckman, Luckman and Barr are the 40s. Yeah, Luckman okay. and Barr are the 40s. All right, These number 40, 50s. the Mad Bomber himself, Daryl Monica, played from 63 to 74, 164 touchdowns, 138 interceptions. What do you think about uh, Daryl Monica? Do you want to hear third my top five winning, QB nicknames? Third best winning percentage of all time behind only yeah. Autogram and Tom Brady? Yes. Uh, that's including playoffs. If you say regular season only, he's actually second because uh, he did not have a great uh, record in the playoffs. Um, although, yeah, and his numbers in the playoffs were not very good. They were okay, not great. You have him at 40. I'm at 38, so no disagreements there. You want to hear my uh, top five quarterback nickname rankings? Yeah. Uh, Ken, the Snake, Sna- Ken the Snake Stabler, Daryl the Mad Bomber, LaMonica, Dave Mudbone Craig. Mudbone is a good nickname. That should be number one. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Roach Connerly. And uh, Jared, the Pillsbury throw boy, Lorenzen. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's the issue with LaMonica. He only had six seasons as a, as a starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL. So he has he has Chester Bowls in five of them. Five out of six. And is he doesn't even really percentage. play. It's not like he's like the Trent Green, like four games here, four yeah. games here. It's nothing. Yeah. So I'm not sure why he didn't play more. I mean, he lost 16 uh, games in his whole career. Yeah. Well, That's again, crazy. there's a reason he's uh, yeah, not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan I have at number 39. I have him at 36. That's okay, fine. 240 touchdowns, 114 interceptions. His first great season was this past year. Yeah, he, so we're going to see. Have, is, I have him as my he, key MVP for 2016. If you're wondering, the last seven were Brady, Rodgers, Manning, Manning, Rodgers, Cam, and then Ryan. That's MVP of the league or just the best quarterback? That's the best quarterback. Best quarterback. This is a quarterback-only list. Okay. Wait, say that again? Brady. So this year, 
Okay, so this year you had Brady over... No, I had Matt Wait, Ryan no, over no, Brady. Okay, I had Brady over Ryan. Well, but no, we had this conversation. It's 12 games yeah, versus 16. Okay. Yeah, the year before? Cam Newton. I had Brady over Newton. 14 Rodgers. So, by the way, you can't call me a Brady hater, but anyways. 14, 14 Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, 12 and 13. 13 Payton. 13, 13 Payton, 12 Payton. Oh, 12 Payton? No, I have Brady again, 12. 12 is really so, hard. By the way, 12 that's is, three 12 times is in the last five years that I give it to Brady and, and Akiva does not. So nobody Again, Brady, Brady is hater. two or three if he's not one in all these. Rodgers yeah. okay. is definitely the guy in 11. Yeah, of course. And 10 is Brady. Yeah, correct. Okay, okay. Uh, 38, yeah. uh, one of my favorite players when I was a kid, the late, great Steve McNair. Um, played from 95 yeah, to 2007. Like him a lot. And by the way, we're really agreeing a lot. I've been 42, so we're very close. Yeah, 174 touchdowns, 119 interceptions. Of course, a great running uh, quarterback. People don't realize how cool it was when he was in college. And I'm, you know, a crazy kid who's 11 years old watching, uh, you know, State. ESPN two. And and so he's on Alcorn State. Oh, Alcorn State. And it's he's such a big deal that he finishes third in the Heisman voting, even though he's D one AA school, which is yeah. insane. Totally ridiculous. Like, those guys don't get any votes or consideration nowadays. Um, he was such a big deal that they started tele- – and it was like they didn't have 14 channels and like $80 billion. And ESPN started televising Alcorn State games. Like, And they didn't even have a good team. I think they lost in the first round of the 1AA playoffs. But they were just – you know, he was such a big deal that they sort of like – they would never. Nobody had ever seen him before. There was Randall Cunningham. So there was like the African American, like scrambling quarterback. Like this is the future type thing. But he was like Vic before Vic was Vic. Uh, I don't know. Like it's. It, I guess like similar to what you said with with um, who would you say about before Doug Williams? No, uh, Warren Moon. Like the idea that he had to go to Alcorn State when he was the best quarterback in the country is insane. Uh, but maybe he was just a late bloomer in high it's school. Possible. I it's possible. I mean, grace, Warner went to quarterbacks. Right. In Warner goes to Northern Iowa. Mid-90s. Ken Anderson goes yeah. to Augustana. Phil Sims went to Morehead yeah. State. Bradshaw played for Louisiana Tech. Farvo yeah. went to Southern Miss. And Trent Green and Joe Flacco had to go to Delaware. Uh, and Dave Craig went to Milton College, which does not exist anymore. Hmm. Um, it's always like college closes down, which probably will happen to the colleges I went to and that you went to for a year. But um, <laughs> college closes down. That's like a big deal. Um, unless it's like Trump University. Number 37. Bob Waterfield. We talked about him before. Yeah, this is our biggest disagreement. This is insanity. Now, Waterfield was like the best quarterback in the late 70s. Nineteen. He's my 19... 19- 1970s. Late, late 40s. Late 40s, sorry. Uh, he's my 1951 MVP. You want to go over those? Yeah, 1951. Well, I have 50. I have Norman Van Brocklin. I think that's pretty much untouchable. Wait, hold on. Let me... Okay, 1950... Van Brocklin, yeah. Okay. 51, I have Waterfield. Over Otto Graham? Over Otto Graham. Uh, I mean, okay. 52, I, I have I mean, Tobin Rote. Uh, no, it should be Otto Graham again. 53, I have Otto. Uh, yeah, okay. 54, I have Bobby Lane. No, it should be Otto Graham and Wyatt Tittle. Uh, 50, Otto, uh, yeah. Otto Graham, oh, because oh, you don't include rushing numbers. Otto Graham had eight touchdowns on the ground that year also. You got to mm-hmm. include those. Well, I, mean, I do include rushing numbers. I probably just yeah. forgot to. Okay. Uh, 55, I have Otto. 56, I have Ed Brown. The most out of nowhere season of Bears. all time. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even the best quarterback in Chicago. Uh, Lamar McCann for the Chicago Cardinals was number two, and Tobin Rote was number one. Tobin Rote had 400 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns that year. Tobin Rote had 29 touchdowns that year and 2,600 yards. Nobody else had even 15 touchdowns or even 2,000 yards. I have United. Ed, Ed, yeah. Ed Brown had more t- t- interceptions and touchdowns. How do you give it to Ed Brown over Tobin Rote? That's crazy. Listen, you have to ask 10 years ago me. Uh, 57, yeah. 58, Johnny U, and then 59, I have Charlie Connerly. 59, I give it to United. It's also McConnerly second, so that's fine. 
just just and to remind 10 years ago you in 1959 John United had 32 touchdowns and 2900 yards and you're giving it to a guy who had 14 touchdowns which is less than half and 1700 yards which is about half so uh not not sure why you're doing that got to keep but, Ed uh, Brown's anyway. legacy alive all right so number 36 i have Roman Gabriel but hold on waterfield so we were discussing before okay yeah okay so waterfield to me is the our biggest disagreement i have him at number 95 okay wow and then Frankie Albert, who played the exact same time of his career, you don't even have on your list, and I have him at 60. So I think that Frankie Albert is 35 spots ahead of Waterfield. You think Waterfield is at least 70 spots above Albert. I mean, the truth is, looking at it now, Waterfield's stats are a little hard. You know, they don't have, we don't know his record from 45 through 49. Again, you're asking, yeah. you are asking uh, 2007 Well, I know, because I actually went back through it like a psychopath. I looked at the box scores for all those games. Okay, that is Yeah, pro football, re- pro football reference doesn't give... All right, so we're going to do the same thing season by season, Frankie against Waterfield, okay? Oh, yeah, people have been dying for this for yeah. literally many 1946, decades. Frankie has the edge. My Waterfield one, was nine. dead before we were both alive, just FYI. 1947, Frankie has the edge. It's 2 to nothing. 1948, Frankie has the edge. It's 3 to nothing. 1949, Frankie has the edge. It's 4 to nothing. 1950, Waterfield gets one that's 4 to 1. And 51, Waterfield gets one 4 to 2. So Frankie beats Waterfield 4 to 2, which is why I have him 37 spots higher. You don't even have uh, Albert on your list, and you have Waterfield 37. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's our biggest disagreement. Uh, Bob Waterfield, I'm sorry if he's dead, but uh, he's not a top 94 quarterback, and he's not as good as Frankie Albert, and he's certainly not a, the 37th best quarterback of all time. He's certainly not better than Randall Cunningham or Eli Manning. It's crazy talk. Okay. So that's that's been talking Bob Waterfield, uh, thirty six yeah. Roman Gabriel. <laughs> um, Roman Gabriel, what do you think about Roman? First of all, where do you have him? Twenty nine, just out of the. Just okay, out so of the we're pretty fame. close. His middle name was yeah, never won a playoff game. I love that. Never won a playoff game. Eighty six, sixty four, and seven. Um, he gets hurt a lot by never really playing uh, the sixteen game season. I think if Gabriel plays, gets the two more games every single year because he always played. Plays the whole season, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73. Um, he, who's, your, who's your MVP in 67 and 69? Because I give it to, uh, to Gabriel both of those years. Uh, I got a control F. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so the, Mike, you want to do 60s MVPs? Sure. What's funny is uh, the, the first part of this ended up being like a lot more modern. And now, like you, those die, you know, we have to be a little bit of a diehard at this point for like, and because we're really going some old school guys. And then it'll probably turn around for part three, where it's like you know Brady's and Mannings. Um, yeah. All right, so sixty, I have Milk Plum. Ah, agreement. And also, I love that name. Yeah, great name, fantastic name. He's in the whole fame yeah. of names. Uh, number sixty-one, George Blanda. Yeah, I have Billy Wade. Okay, you love Billy Wade. Number sixty-two, Lenny Dawson. Haven't talked about him yet. Yeah, I have Wyatt Tittle. But yeah, 63, fine. I have Wyatt Tittle. If the numbers are close, I always give the advantage to the NFL over the AFL. Okay. The, especially in the early 60s. That's By fair. the late 60s, it was closer. You have Tittle also in 63? Yep. United's in 64, which, remember, is his third TV uh, MVP, if you're, if you're scoring up. Yep. 65, John Brody of the Niners. Yep. 66, Len Dawson. Yeah, I have Bart Starr. But Dawson One of the, the only names the on this list that has not been said yet, maybe the only guy, uh, Sonny Jurgensen, 1967. 67, I have Jurgensen third behind Gabriel and Tarkenton. Okay, it's pretty um, close. There's some years yeah. where there's no obvious guy. Uh, 68, yeah. Bart Starr, I think, was the clear winner. Yep. And then 69, Roman Gabriel. Okay, so Gabriel closes out the decade. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Roman Gabriel is a name that sounds uh, like it could go in any era. 
great name. Roman Gabriel yeah. is really an amazing name. Um, yeah, so I have him at 29, a little bit higher than you, but close. And you have him at 36? I have a 36. And again, and season rank has him at 36. So, yeah, no issue there. He only plays, He only throws 3,000 yards because before, before 78, it just wasn't possible. Yeah. And he yeah. retired in 77. So he's really yeah. a, a huge victim of the era because his touchdown to interception ratio, 201 to 149, is ludicrous for his, for his era. Yeah. So maybe the most underrated QB on the list. All right, we're getting we're getting close to the end of this. We'll, uh, I think there's a big level jump right now. Um. So, but let's let's get let's do this guy, and then maybe we'll end on this guy. Last last guy of the night, number thirty five, Ben Roethlisberger. Oh wow! Has to be in the conversation to be in the Hall of Fame. Doesn't mean he has to be in the Hall of Fame, but certainly you have there's, to talk about. There is no question he will be in the Hall of Fame. It's not. Oh, he able. will be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, unless they like. He's start... better than Terry Bradshaw in every single way possible. But do you is he a Chester Hall of Famer? Yes. So here's the thing. I've always been accused of being a Roethlisberger hater. Oh, I thought you were going to say accused of the same things as Roethlisberger. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he has been very overrated in the early part of his career, sort of like Brady. His team was winning uh, not, be, uh, be, not because of him, but despite him. Right. But in spite of him. He's, honestly, he's mostly a compiler. Yes. Well, he's he's only... got a, he has a few weird things. One, always wins, right? He's won over two-thirds of his games. Yeah. Two, is always hurt, but it's always a minor injury. Never plays 16 yeah. games, but has never played less than 11. Yeah. His win percentage is 10th all-time. Yeah. See, 123 and 60 is insane. 301 to 160 is a very solid uh, TDI and T ratio even in these. Yeah. But here's his yearly ranks. 10-4, 22-4. Okay, so we had a couple of fours up there. 27, 9, 10, 12, you have him 9, at 10 13. when he was, I mean, I guess he was okay his rookie year, yeah. His rookie year, yeah. He went 15-1. Yeah. Um, he right. went 13 uh, 0. The team went 15. Yeah. Yeah. 9, 13, 5, 16, 8. So only three times is he a top seven quarterback, and he's never been a top three quarterback. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He's You stick around for this long in this era. And uh, so I have him all the way up to 25. And uh, when you throw in the two Super Bowls, to me, Ben Roethlisberger, if I have Eli's, I mean, there's no chance Roethlisberger isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, I agree. He's going to be in the no Hall of Fame. And I would uh, probably put him in the Hall of Fame. Again, he's active 35, and he'll probably only move up. Yeah. Uh, at least a couple more spots. Uh, and he's not that old. I mean, he could have four more good years if he, if he, you know, he's an enormous guy. His body may just break down. He's just like the weirdest guy physically, you know, we've seen. So it's hard to predict. 13 playoff wins, uh, you know, in in uh, nine different seasons. So just a tremendous amount of postseason success. Doesn't doesn't necessarily get better in the playoffs, but doesn't get like substantially worse. Um, just, you know, I, I hate him. And he's so hard to freaking sack. But uh, yeah, 35, 35 to me is fair. Uh, if you said he should be 25, I don't have a problem, but he shouldn't, definitely shouldn't be lower than 35. Yeah, can we do 34 so that we can do a, an even third like we did for oh, the last podcast? Oh, I forgot your last like podcast. OCD, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, at a certain point, you got to do 34, right? Like one of these yeah. podcasts, you have to do 30, you have to do 33, 33, and 34. But Well, we yeah, whatever. All okay. right, so who's the number 34 quarterback? Uh, Joe Theismann. Mm, okay. 34, where do you have Too him? high. 43. Okay, not, not a huge difference, 160 touchdowns, 138 interceptions, played from 74 but, to 85. But there's a difference in terms of the sort of the group he's in, because I have him in a group with guys like Steve McNair and Dave Craig, mm-hmm. who are good, but absolutely not Hall of Famers. Not in the discussion, and he should yeah. be, the, and, okay, but li- he is literally in the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, well, Heisman? No, he's not. He's not? Oh, no. you're right. Um, he, and he, and he won't he, be. He, he had, only played eight seasons. Well, won't be, I mean, at this point, if he's in. Right, he only, yeah. well, re- right, but... Again, he has a what-if career because he goes to the CFL and to the Toronto Argonauts for three seasons. Yeah. Uh, but then he, he sits the on the bench for two years. Yeah. He sits on the bench for two more years. Then 
Uh, he backs up Billy Kilmer basically for two more years, so he doesn't even start until he's a zillion years old. Yeah. Should be Doc points for changing the pronunciation of his name to rhyme with Heisman, which is kind of stupid. Oh, it wasn't always Heisman. No, it's like he was like Thisman or whatever, and he like changed. Oh, it. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, I just moved him down. From yeah, no, he's out of the top hundred. Uh, yeah, so he's 29 years bad. old when he wins a starting job, and then he stinks. But the Redskins don't give up on him. He has a breakout year in 79. Then he stinks in 80 and 81, and eventually he bounces back, and at 34 years old wins the NFL. MVP. Yeah. All right, so too high, but uh, that's fine. So so next week we get into the, the Borderline Hall of Famer guys for you, right? Borderline Hall of Famers, uh, you know, most of these guys are actually in the Hall of Fame or will be, but uh, that's where we're at. Top 33 guys. hope people enjoyed this one. This was, like, really... Uh, you know, this is like hardcore fan territory. We're talking Charlie Connerly and Bobby Lane. Uh, next right, week, next week, a the more greatest defense. 33 quarterbacks in NFL history, according to Akiva. Yeah, we'll have a lot of fights and probably one big one at the end. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Staying at the Ace Hotel, calling loud. I would just be floating to you now. It make it pass to let it pass on. I'm climbing the dash. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.